Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. fucking finally oh yeah but i have to move it i have a peach tree in my yard i know i'm gonna use your peach tree as inspiration for my peach tree yes like look you could this could be you i have had so i one of my neighbors came over and was like hey do you want to trade peaches we have chickens and ducks we can i'll give you chicken and duck eggs for peaches Aww. she was just like do you have any plans for them and i was like yes actually <laughs> i posted a picture of the tree on instagram and now like 45 people want peaches right i know my mom was like i'm gonna walk over there and steal some yeah they're not ready yet but that's what i said yeah uh but yeah i just thought it was cute because i was like sure you know we'll trade you some i mean i'm sure i'll give some out but there's so many yeah like hundreds and they're all gonna be ready at the same time yes so yeah yeah you gotta watch them because they do they turn fast and also like bugs will get them i know like so fast that's what happened to because that yard that tree in the backyard at our house was a peach tree, and I didn't realize it until oh. like, the third year that we lived there. Oh. Well, this one only has fruit every other year, so... Oh, that was probably part of it. Yeah. I think... But yeah, the five years I lived in that house, I ate one peach off of that tree, and it was <laughs> the best peach I've ever had in my entire life. Aww. But, like, one year, there were a ton of blossoms, and then, like, a cold snap got them all. Yeah. And then another year, I was like, oh, look how many, like, there are gonna be so many peaches, and yeah. then bugs just ate all of them. Aww. I know. They're all okay right now. I- I've been checking them every day. Nice. Poke them. See if Poke they're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm excited to make stuff out of them. Yeah. I love making peach things. Yeah. I don't peaches. know what to do with them, so I'm just going to be Arm like, brand. here, you can have peaches, but you have to give me some of whatever you make. Yes. To everyone. I definitely want, I mean, cobbler is pretty obvious, but I have a whole list of like peach recipes. I do want to make a bunch of popsicles because those, you know, you can like freeze for forever. Yeah. So like peach popsicles would be fun. Peach ice cream. Peach ice cream. Yeah. I don't have an ice cream machine though. I'll buy one. Okay. <laughs> cool. I'm going to go buy a new vacuum cleaner. Woo! After this. I'm very excited. Because <laughs> I'm boring and I like to clean. Hooray. Vacuum cleaners are dope. I agree. Nice ones. Hell yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's just nice to have millions good, of peaches. Good working thing. Yes. Peaches for me. Oh, yeah. Millions of peaches. Peaches for free. I love the presidents. You know what? I saw a post the other day that was like, what one hit wonder band do you like genuinely love and i was like i love the presidents they're yeah they i were one of my favorite bands growing up i learned something about the presidents the other day oh do tell the songwriter dude mm-hmm. and guitarist from the presidents yeah releases books and music for babies oh. under the name casper baby pants oh. <laughs> that's so cute 
I know. I should listen to it. You should. I learned it because I was watching these kids and they had a book and it was by like Katie so-and-so and and Casper Baby Pants. And I was like, what a ridiculous name for a person. And then I was like looking through the book and I looked at the back and it was like, Casper Baby Pants is also Chris so-and-so from the Presidency of the United States of America. And I was like, oh, I love that. Yeah. And then I told the kid about it and he was three and he was just like, Casper Baby Pants? (laughs) Like he just thought the, the name was hilarious, which was great. Cute. It was, yeah, it was very cute. So. Yeah, it's like what a kind of a name is baby pants, but it makes sense because it's the dude from the president. Yes, so yeah, I love them. They're so good. Right. Every time I see a butterfly, truck stop butterfly, (laughs) covered in gasoline. Oh, you know that song? No. Truck stop butterfly. They like to sing about bugs. Kiss you till you're clean. Oh, me and a man with a mohawk on his head found a dirty butterfly half dead (laughs) i think yeah i so i've had this conversation before probably not on the podcast but you know being in high school was so hard for everyone yes you know like growing up is hard figuring yourself out is hard yes i got to this point in my high school career that sounds stupid um i got to this point when i was a teenager where i started only listening to kind of ridiculous music. Yeah. Like, I, like the Meat Puppets are one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Their songs are not about anything. Right. The Presidents are goofy, you know, because it was just like, I didn't need my music to also, like, add to the emotional turmoil. Right. I didn't want to listen to love songs. No. I just yeah. wanted to listen to, like, I like music. I just want to listen to music about dumb shit. Yes. And, like, something interesting. Yeah, that's... I love... The Decemberists for that reason. Yeah. Because, like, they have a song about being bad about sports and it being an embarrassing moment in your life because you've embarrassed your dad and your girlfriend and the rest of your team. (laughs) Or, like, you know, a revenge song about being swallowed by a whale or a song about being on a chain gang because you're in prison. And it's just like, yeah, shit like that. Like, that's why I love Cake, too. I mean, they sing, sing, you know, like, love songs also. But they're silly. But they're very silly. Yeah. Yeah. And just that song where he's like, what would happen if I threw my guitar out the window? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I just, I I really liked to listen to that stuff when I was, and I still like it. Yeah. Like, the Meat Puppets are still one of my favorite bands. Yes. But, yeah, yeah, it really kind of, like, saved me from my own, like, emotional whirlwind. Yeah. Of being fucking 16 and life being hard. It's like, I can't be that sad. This guy's singing about a tiny dune buggy that a spider is driving. <laughs> <laughs> like, but Weevil, why don't you get out of your home? <laughs> yes! And, like, especially that song where it's just, like, literally, so many of their songs are, like, about bugs, or they're like, go outside. Yeah. The sun is shining. Yeah. It's nice. Go, yeah. go squish a peach in your fist. Right. Like, just be silly. Just experience life, and it's you know it's not that big of a deal. Yes, it's it was, great. It was very nice. Good but the on music you, is the still presidents. like good and catchy and yes. interesting. Yes, it's not for children. No, even though children might like it. Yeah, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not written with children in mind. You know, or it's like, but a child could listen to it. Yeah. Anyone can listen to it. Everyone yeah. should listen to it. Go listen to the presidents. And you know what? Not like right now because you're listening to this. But leads into kind of the topic that we're going to get to that is true growing up and That's how hard true. it is do you have a question for me this week wait hi everyone this is the show hey welcome to the show how long have we been talking where am i <laughs> hello i was listening to another podcast obviously the other day and they were both they have two people that have sitting there both about to go on vacation yeah and they were like 
We recorded eight episodes in a row. Oh my god! To prepare to go on vacation. Oh my god! And I was like, I my brain would just leak out of my ears. Yeah, audience, rest assured, we will never do that. No. <laughs> We are going to go on vacation together. We are. And we're just taking the microphones. Yes. Because <laughs> we're not that dedicated. No. But also, you know, we're trying to keep it fresh. Yeah. Keep it fresh. Keep it lively. Yeah. Sparkly. So anyway, anyway. welcome to the show. Yes. This is the show. It's called Replay Rewind. I'm Bucket Snake. That's uh, Meat Wedge. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about a movie that we haven't seen since we were kids. Uh-huh. We're going to try and remember what it was about. Then we're going to go watch it. Then we're going to come back and tell you what it was about. And then uh-huh. we're going to tell you how it was about. <laughs> And that's it. And that's... What more could you want? I mean, it's going to take two hours to do all that, Christ. so <laughs> we can't give you any more. <laughs> yeah, that's it. What? God. And we have an exciting announcement. Yes. About this month. We do. Do you want to tell tell the folks? We are dedicating this month to a legend. Yes. Robin Williams. Yeah. Because we love him very much. We were going to do it for July because mm-hmm. it's his birthday month. But then Space Jam came out, yeah. threw the whole thing off, and we figured, you know what? We can celebrate Robin Williams whenever the fuck we want. I celebrate him every morning when and, I wake up. Like, all the time. So, we're doing <laughs> it now, in this month of August. So, we've decided, Replay Rewind has decided August Robin Williams month. Yes. So, you're welcome. So, to kick off Robin Williams month, yes. I have a question for you. Do ask. Are there any animals... Uh-huh. That you find particularly scary. Maybe irrationally so. Hmm. I don't know that I do. Yeah. Um, I do remember, and I may have told the story before, but locusts really freak me out. It's not really mm-hmm. an animal, I guess. It's a bug. Yeah. But it's because <laughs> my... So growing up, we didn't have, like, I grew up, like, I would say lower middle class. Like, things were fine. Sure. Um... But there were three kids and my mom and my stepdad was the only one who worked. Yeah. So, like, we had enough, but we didn't have, like, we weren't living an extravagant life. Right. Um, but my stepdad is one of those people who will always have the best technology that he can. Yeah. So we had an early HD TV. Mm-hmm. Like, we had one of the first ones when that first became a thing. Yeah. And when they first came out, there was only one HD channel that you could get. Yeah. So it kind of felt pointless to even have, but the only HD channel that existed at the beginning was Discovery okay. HD. Yeah. And one of the first things that I watched <laughs> on this, like, big... It wasn't even huge, but to me it felt huge. Yeah. Big, overly defined television. Yes. <laughs> was something about locusts. Ugh. And it was just like... Too crisp. Yeah. <laughs> Too zoomed in on their little mandible faces. Yeah. And it was a swarm. And Ooh. I will never forget it. I was no. probably like 16 or 17. So Ooh. it was uh, 900 years ago. And yeah. I still remember. And so I think having to handle crickets for my frogs has helped with that a bit. Yeah. But I still like, yeah, They're locusts. Huge. And just... the way they all, they come in in a big cloud and just descend. Yeah. And wreak havoc and then leave. It's just like, mandibles yeah yeah um yeah i think you talked about it on the mummy so yeah probably because i'll never forget um you that's fair yeah i can't think because i find animals very interesting yeah but there are some bugs like silverfish really freak me out yeah yeah bugs that move too fast yeah i don't really like bugs in my house you know i'm like look i get it i do have a collection of crickets at any given time yes i'm like you stay out there 
Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get upset if you're outside. Right. That's where you live. Yeah. Don't exactly. come in my house. Yeah. Okay. A roly-poly? You can come in. You can even hang out in the basement. Yeah. There's so... Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm in my space. You're in your space. But I remember... Sort of in that vein, I remember watching... Um, whatever planet earth episode i think it was about caves oh yeah and then there's like a scene where there's just like cockroaches crawling all over everything mm. and i had to leave the room oh no i was watching with a bunch of people so i couldn't be like turn this off because it wasn't even my house but yeah. i was just like i can't handle the millions of cockroach noises because oh. they were crawling all over each other yeah. and it was going on for too long and i was like holler at me when the cockroaches are gone yeah um don't I'll like it. Scuttle I'm... back in the room. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're little, little bug feet. And of course, it's planet Earth, so it's like amplified, you know? Yes. It's like right down in the... Like, yeah, Bleep. somebody put a microphone in that cockroach's butt. <laughs> <laughs> and they mic'd up the one cockroach and yeah. like, run around with your friend, interview your friends. Yeah. What about you? What what animal makes you uncomfy? Um, Me wedge. I think, I think everyone knows, but yeah. especially you. Yeah. Uh, it's great white sharks. Yeah. They're so cool. Yeah, yeah. But they make me physically uncomfortable yes. to look at. But Even... you kind of like the feeling. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. I like I'll watch shark movies. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, Ugh. one of the first things kind of actually, um like you were saying, one of my roommates years ago got a three D TV. Oh. Yeah. And there were things that you could watch that were three D, obviously, yeah. and you had to watch the glasses and one of them was this like underwater thing mm. and they told me they were like there is a shark oh. at some point yeah. and i was like okay thank you for letting me know yeah i can handle it yeah i could not i was just like <laughs> nope <laughs> i was like ah! can't do it yeah um it's just, it was just too much there's this game yeah speaking of things that make you uncomfortable i can't play it for very long but it's a lot of fun there was a game for the playstation 2 and like the original xbox i think called jaws yeah unleashed maybe or okay. something you are the shark oh that's dope yeah like the first thing that you try to do is you're like trapped in a facility and you keep like <laughs> you have to grab scientists as they swim by oh your tank oh so that you can drag them near the door so that their key cards will like <gasps> boop like oh, unlock the doors that's fun yeah and then you have to fight an orca and then you get out into the open ocean and then once you get out into the open ocean you just have like quests that are like see if you can grab that dog off the beach without anybody noticing or see if you can sink the ship or fight these dolphins or whatever you're just swimming around being a giant fuck off shark and it's dope however it's like from third person so if you turn around too fast the shark is swimming directly at you and it's like "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) oh no so you're just like staring at this shark the whole time so i like playing it but i can only play it for like a little while and then i'm like "Mm, i'm just on edge the whole time reminds me um, a client was telling me the other day that one of their friends had a giant aquarium um, in their bedroom that had a squid in it. Yeah. That, like, escaped. <gasps> and they woke up one night and it was, like, coming towards the bed. No! <laughs> I know! Why? I was like, huh? <laughs> Just their, like, squishy, Sound. like, little <laughs> squid noises. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, that's hard. But I, I do, I like, I like them. Like, the header on my Twitter account is a picture of a great white shark. Yeah. And I'm like, if I were ever in the ocean and I turned around and there was a shark, I think I would just die of shock. <laughs> so I want, you know, people are like, oh, poke it in the eyeballs or punch it in the... I'd be like, no. nope, I would have fainted My at, at the least. Mom told me a story once because uh, my dad was a scuba instructor when I was a baby. Yeah. So they would go scuba diving together all the time. And my mom told me once that she, like, jumped out of the boat into the water 
face to face with a barracuda. Ah! And we're just like, nope. <laughs> just got right back out. <laughs> back on the boat. The ocean is just, there's so much going on in there. No, it freaks me out. And there's too much. And the idea that, like, like I fully believe that there are, like, 20-foot lobsters Oh yeah, in the ocean. Yeah. That we just, there's crawling along on the bottom. You yeah. know, we just haven't seen them. Right. Did you see the Meg? No, I read the book and it was so bad. The movie is also bad, but like in a super fun way. Yeah. I mean, it's just Jason Statham v. Giant Shark. Oh, okay. So it's, you know, if you're like, it's not going to be good, but yeah. it's so much fun. I read it because it was before it was even like talked about being made into a movie. I read it a long time ago because yeah. I got on this website that was like, type in a book you like and we'll recommend another book for you. Oh. And I typed you... in Sphere because oh. I love that book. Yeah. And it's recommended the Meg. Oh. Which is, so I just kept reading it because I was like, it's going to get good. It's going to get. It didn't. No. Well, it's anyway. a very stupid movie, but I recommend it. We're way off topic. We are. I could talk about sharks all day. I know. That's not what we're here to talk about, though. I could talk about terrible books all day. Yeah, that's definitely not. <laughs> definitely not what this podcast is about. What movie are we talking about? We're talking about Hook. That might surprise you, audience, yeah. but. <laughs> I was just thinking to, it is related to talk about yeah animals that make you nervous because I always thought it was interesting that Captain Hook kept uh, alligator the alligator around that took off his hand yeah because it's like obviously it freaks him out but he likes th- to look at it you yeah. know he likes to have it around for him too though I think it's because he like bested it yeah you for know sure. like didn't but he's he still scared of me. it oh yeah yeah it's, ter- it's so big yeah I know isn't it it's like. 30 feet tall right yeah, at least because it like tall. eats him yeah at the end. yeah spoilers yes <laughs> sorry so what do you remember about hook um so robin williams is peter pan yep but he's grown up yeah he has children he's a lawyer he's a yeah he's a lawyer or a something something he's, he's something a guy important. that's on his phone all the time yeah and is always missing things Wears missing glasses. baseball yep yeah, his son Jack plays baseball. Yep. His daughter's name is Wendy. Great. Why did they pick Jack? Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> Very nineties name. Yeah. Um, Maggie Smith is in it uh-huh. as the original Wendy Darling. Yep. She's very old. Yeah. Like older than she really is. Yeah. <laughs> she just plays yeah. an incredibly old lady. Yeah. Uh Dustin Hoffman is Hook. And does such a good job. The best. Bob Hoskins is Smee. Which they aged him too. Smee? Yeah. Yeah. Bob Hoskins yeah. to be Smee. Shmee. Smee. Don't forget to stop like Smee. Yeah. Old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, uh Captain Hook comes and kidnaps Wait, Wendy and Jack. You forgot what? Tinkerbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't I was gonna I was going through the plot. Oh, you were naming who was, was in it first. There. Oh yeah, well Julia Roberts is Tinkerbell. There you go. Uh Glenn Close is in it at some point. Wait, when? Just as a pirate. She's not like Oh. She's a pirate man. She's got, like, beard and shit. Oh, is she the one that gets put in the box? Maybe. I th- she's in it for, like, two seconds. Oh. She's just in it for fun. Oh, okay. I love that. I know. Um, yeah, yeah so sorry. Uh, Julia Roberts is in it. As a very... She's so cute. Yeah, Tinkerbell. She's Her cute all haircut. the time. My um, mom had that haircut for a long time. Your mom did? Mm-hmm. Oh. It was very, like, the 90s, like, mom haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Captain Hook comes and kidnaps Jack and Wendy in order to make Peter Pan come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Peter Pan goes back to Neverland and is like, I don't remember any of this shit. Who are any of you people? What yeah. the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um, but then he meets the Lost Boys and they basically make him into Peter Pan. They make him believe again. Yeah. And turn him back into Peter Pan and then he goes and fights Captain Hook and gets his kids back. Yep. And Dante, I can't ever remember if it's Dante 
if it's Bosco or Brasco, hmm. he's in it as Rufio. And I, yeah, <laughs> when I watched it as a child, yeah, I was like, damn, Rufio <laughs> is hot. Okay, and that, that's just like the thought that I had in my brain. You know, I was like, I do remember Rufio being very attractive. And then I watched it as an adult. I was like, Rufio is twelve. <laughs> Yes. But it was appropriate. Right, when you were 12. At the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, He's so adorable in that movie. Yeah, and is. his little haircut is so good. And yeah, all the Lost Boys are great. Um, Yeah, you know, little things. They teach him how to fight and fly and crow. And crow, yeah. And they have a food fight with imaginary food it's that turns so into real food. Sweet. Yes. And endearing. Yeah. That one little boy, because he's like, you're not Peter Pan, you're an old man. And then that he, one like, little boy, his yes, face moving like, his face around, he's like, there you are, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else is like, oh shit, it is him. Yeah. Except for Rufio, who's like, meh, 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 we don't need him. That's so cute. And then Rufio gets stabbed. So his kids get kidnapped, um, and he thinks that they've just been like regular kidnapped. Yeah. And then Tinkerbell goes and gets him. Oh. Right? I don't know. That's how he gets to... That makes sense. How else would he get there? Yeah. If he doesn't believe. To Neverland. Because I remember because he's wearing um, like a button-up shirt and he's like asleep. Mm-hmm. And she walks up his shirt and leaves like tiny footprints Aww. on the way up to yeah. like wake him up. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember that part really well. Huh. And then she has to like convince him to go with her. Yeah. To Neverland. To save... His kids. Yeah, because she's the one who's like, like, these Lost Boys, this is Peter Pan. And they're like, no, it's not. Yeah, because remember her, like, running around, like, or flying around, ringing all the bells, being like, Lost Boys, Lost Boys! Yeah. You remember that yeah, part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where she's, like, trying to wake everybody up. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, she's like, look, I brought Peter Pan back. And they're all like, no, the fuck you didn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was this old man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're, like, skateboarding. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he tries to, like, fight Rufio, like, right when he gets there. Yeah, he gets ass kicked. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, it's just such a good... And, yeah, he, um, before he gets trained by them, he finds his kids because he climbs out on a mast because they're, like, in a net. And Hook is, like... Uh-huh. You have to fly out to get them. Yeah, and he's, like, I can't fly. And then he, like, tries to, like, crawl, but he's, like, too scared. Yeah. And he's, like, just reach out. Just reach out and touch them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he tries to pay for them. Yeah. Because he has a checkbook. And he's like, how much do you want? You know, pay you off. Right. Yeah. And he's like, no, I just want you to... Just reach out just and reach touch out. them. Oh, yeah. And then Hook tries to get Jack to stay. and almost does because he's like... He pierces his ear with his hook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And But he's like, I'll go to your baseball games. He, like, yeah. organizes a baseball team right. so that Jack can play and Hook can watch. And yes. he's like, see, I'm here and I'm watching like your dad never did. Yeah. Yeah. And he smashes all the clocks. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is for never coming to my baseball games. This yep. is for never being there when I needed you. Oh, and he does he smash his own dad's watch? Yes. Oh. Makes me sad. Yes. Yeah, because there's the... They're like, run home, Jack. Run home. And he's like, yes. run home. And they're like, no, 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 it's home run. It's a, no, don't say that. And he's yeah. like, oh, I want to go home. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. I feel like I haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah. There's probably a lot of, like, more adult meaning or maybe not meaning, but, like, feeling. Yeah. In it that I haven't picked up on. Yeah. Because I'm sure, I mean, I probably watched it in my 20s. I think I told the story, actually, on the podcast about the time that my roommate my old roommate like got really high and explained yes. the whole plot and then the next morning we were all like did we watch hook last night did we watch it <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And at some point, uh, Tinkerbell is like full sized. Yeah. She's like, you're magic or you you believed and now I'm mm-hmm. real. Oh, yeah. Because she almost dies, too. Yeah. And you have to clap to bring her back to life. I do remember? believe in fairies. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much that happens. There's a lot. And there's the part where one of the pirates like fucks up, which I was like, is that going close? Because they put him in the boo box. We did talk about that on a different episode. Yeah. Probably on the mummy also because it just reminded me of the, when they put, what's his name? Imhotep in. Oh yeah. With the scarabs. I think we talked about it more recently. Because he puts him in the box with the scorpions. Yes. The boo box. Yes. And that part always freaked me out when I was a kid. Yeah, just because they're dropping scorpions down into it, right? Yeah, well, he's trapped in a chest. Ew. Yeah. Okay. Well, shit. I'm excited. I know. I mean, it's Hook. It's such a good movie. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm excited to do research about how it was made and about Robin Williams, and I love him. Yep. I know. If it weren't, it's nine letters, but I've... I thought about getting a tattoo that said bangering Aww. before in my life, but yeah. it's too many letters. Not, not that I would ever get knuckle tattoos, but too many letters for knuckle tats. You could get on your toes. Um, could. <laughs> Just not skip, the, skip, skip the one, skip the one toe that's tucked under. My hidden toe. Yes. <laughs> secret toe. <laughs> um, the secret of the toe. <laughs> <laughs> that's just so cute. Okay. Well, all right. All right. Let's do it. Yep. Uh, check out our Patreon while you're listening to this beautiful music in between the two parts of the show. Patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That was a fucking reverse coming of age movie. (laughs) (laughs) The message is don't grow up. Don't grow up. Adults are boring. Sad. Adults suck. They're all pirates. Yes. Yep. We kill pirates. Yes, we do, mister. So the IMDb says when Captain James Hook kidnaps his children, an adult Peter Pan must return to Neverland and reclaim his youthful spirit in order to challenge his old enemy. Hmm. My grammar teacher would have umbrage with that. Ah. And Captain James Hook kidnaps his children. Yeah. But other than that. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely correct. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's accurate. It's good. Good job, IMDb. It's great. Three stars out of seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, it opens with a bunch of open-mouthed children watching a school play. Uh-huh. And it's very quaint. 
Yeah, very cute. One little girl's picking her nose. Yeah. It's adorable. It is cute. And what play is it, Meat Wedge? It's Peter Pan. What? You know. Is this a movie? Uh, it's, you know, it is a little <laughs> confusing at the beginning. Yeah. Because I forgot. I don't know how. But I forgot that Peter Pan doesn't remember that he's Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. Which is the whole point of the movie. Right. But yeah. I've kind of forgotten that. So then I was like, wait, this guy's not that old. How old is this story? Yeah. He's Peter Pan. He's just watching his life unfold. It was just like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that was happening. Right. No, it is dramatic irony because he doesn't know that he's Peter Pan right. watching Peter Pan. Right. Yeah. Watching his own life story being played out. <sighs> Inception! Which has got to be weird. Or something. You know, later when he figures it out. Spoilers. True. Like, he'd be like, oh, I want some, I want some, uh, what do you call that? Royalties. Oh, yeah. Mr. Barry. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, so Peter, adult Peter, mm-hmm. is at the play with his wife and their son, and their daughter is in the play, and uh-huh. she's playing the part of Wendy. Yes. And I thought it was cute that the character of Peter Pan in the play is played by a little girl. Yeah. That's sweet. It is very cute. Yeah. But during the play, Peter's cell phone rings. Mm-hmm. Who is it? It's Brad. Fucking Brad. It's always Brad. Do we ever see, physically see Brad? I don't, I don't know. Do. They do show him, like, at the office, but I don't know if he calls anyone Brad. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he answers it. Rude. Yeah, in the middle of the play. In the middle of this play. Right. And he's like... Brad, no, I can't I can't come in. I'm at my daughter's play right now. Yeah. No, I can't come in tomorrow night. I will be on a plane to London with my family. Right. And so he's like, oh, I guess I could do tomorrow morning. Yeah. And his son, Jack, is like, but dad, my game. And he just has a baseball yeah. with him. And he's so like, dad, baseball. Carries a baseball Shows with it to him, him. Everywhere he goes. <laughs> I mean, same, though. Like, right. Yeah. I'm always, like, yeah. literally, just like seconds away from the baseball. <laughs> Wedge actually has a baseball. <laughs> oh my god! You just need to have one so that people know. Was it a new dog pocket? A game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, okay. He's like, I can't go. My son's big game is tomorrow. It's yeah. the Santa series. Mm-hmm. So last one. The last one. I, I gotta. I gotta go to the. You know, to the game. And he's yeah. Like, okay, we'll make it a short meeting. Right. In the morning. And then he looks at Jack and he's like, I will be there. I promise. My word is my bond. Shouldn't have said it. Jack's like, all right. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, he's also wearing his glove. You got a glove in there? (laughs) I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So, then we skip to the baseball game in the morning. Who's not there? Uh, His dad. Right. Didn't make it. No. Has not made it yet. No. No. Yeah, we just see Mom and Maggie are at the baseball game, sitting in the stands. Everyone's wearing coats. It's a little chilly. I think they're in... Yeah, where do they live? Somewhere where it's not too cold in the winter. Yeah. For them to play baseball. Cold enough that they're yeah. bundled up. Yeah. But it's not like snow. Right. right. Maybe Although, like the middle of California. <laughs> yeah. Throughout this whole movie, it's like, aren't you cold? Yeah. Are you not cold? Right. But yeah, and also the umpire is wearing a Santa beard. Yeah. So... It's the end of you. Right. Which is a little... So Jack runs out onto the field in his little uniform holding his little bat. Yeah. And uh, Peter's still not there. He's looking in the audience. He's disappointed. I think they did a great job picking the kid that played Jack because he really does look like he could be a tiny Robin Williams. Yeah. Like he could grow into that face. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's got a big nose for a little boy. That's true. Where is Peter Banning? Well, he's at work. Why? <laughs> That's where he always is, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, he's just like wandering around doing the West Wing follow, where like everyone is following him doing what he says, you know, yeah. he's too busy to sit down for a Yeah, he's just like walking through the corridors and at any point has five people just walking behind him, all talking to him at the same time. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you do this thing, you do this thing, read me this speech that someone else wrote, make sure those cards are numbered, that sounds great, very heartfelt, and he tells some guy, James, John, Jim, that's what I said. <laughs> Go to the game, videotape what I miss. Right. I'll be there soon. Yes. And they're at work discussing Granny Wendy's hospital wing dedication. Yeah. Is that that's not what he does. It does does it have anything to do with his job? Or he just had someone who works for him write a speech? I think yeah, he just had somebody write the speech for him. Yeah. Yeah. So back at the game, even Maggie is starting to wonder, where is dad? Yeah, because at first she was like, he said he'll be here, so he'll be here. Right. But he is not here. No, he's still at the office, but he's ready to leave. Yep. He's he's got on his blue hat. Yep. He's got a cell phone. He does a a weird thing with one of the employees in the hallway by the elevator where they, like, do a quick draw of their cell phones on their hips. Yeah, the guy, like, challenges him, and then someone, like, pretends to make a phone ringing noise, and they see who can answer it first, and it's just like, go, dude, you know you're already late. Yeah. It's an interesting scene, though, because it shows, A, that he's afraid of flying, because they're all being really encouraging about how it's safer to fly than drive, and, you know, he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, But it's also giving us this glimpse into him being like a fun guy right with his employees yeah which later when we see him with his family we're like where did that guy go yeah he like jokes with them they all like him they're willing to do things for him yeah like they're all encouraging him you know right they know him well enough yeah to have that kind of relationship Yeah. yeah he says that line that i'm sure is ad-libbed on his part but where he's like you know if it's your time to go then it's your time to go but then right. he gets in the elevator and he's like what if it's the pilot's time to go <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> which just feels yeah 100 percent robin williams absolutely so, cute. so we see that the intern uh john james jim has shown up to the game but he only is there for jack's very last swing yeah which is a strikeout yep to end the game yep and, and lose. lose yeah so then Peter finally shows up, but literally everyone is gone. Like, they're they're not even, like, milling about afterwards. Like, no, it's just... a completely empty park. Yep. And then his cell phone rings, and he answers it as he's walking off. He says, yeah, yeah, that's great, Brad. Didn't you just see Brad? Fucking Brad. Are y'all dating? <laughs> so now we're on a plane. Yes, we are. It's a bit turbulent. <laughs> the captions in this part, when we, like, get to the plane, it's there's, like, you know, the turbulence and we're scanning through the crowd of everybody and the captain is speaking, but you can't make it out. The captions don't, like, say what he's saying. It just says, Captain continues chattering. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Fun fact, the captain is voiced by Dustin Hoffman. Oh, that's funny. I wonder if that's why they made it so distorted that you, like, couldn't tell who it was. Because he has a pretty distinct voice. It's true. So we find out, again, and we now see it visually, that Peter just fucking hates flying yes like, he is stressed he's so sweaty he's like clinging to the arms of his chair stressed out yeah which of course is it's a, yeah hilarious it's turbulent he hates flying um so he's sitting next to maggie and then jack and moira his wife are sitting in the 
seats in front of them. Yes. And Maggie's like, look, Jack drew this picture. And it's of a plane, like, on fire, heading towards shark-filled waters. Yeah. And he's like, oh, cool, who are these people in parachutes? And she's yeah. like, this is me, this is Jack, and this is Mommy. And then you've got Peter, who does not have a parachute, no. just falling to his death to the ocean below. Yeah. Hmm. Wonder if Jack is mad. <laughs> huh. Moira says, talk to your son. Talk to him. He's yeah, right there. Talk to, he's right here. Yeah, so they switch seats so that Peter and Jack can talk. And Jack is throwing his baseball against the ceiling. Yeah. They Which, should just stop that. Like, his mom should have stopped that. Yeah. It's annoying. And I'm sure, like, a flight attendant would say something. Yeah, there are other people on this plane. You can't just be throwing baseballs on a plane. Nope. Especially when there's turbulence. Yes. But they start talking. There's a, a just this tiny moment where they're talking and Jack, like, scratches his eye while they're talking. And no. I was like, it made it feel so much more, like realistic yeah because people do touch their face when they're talking and i'm like that never happens in movies i know i like it they do it a couple times in this movie and yeah. i really like it yeah especially when the kids do it it's like they're just kids yeah you know yeah because he's uh peter says you know stop throwing that baseball you're gonna shatter the glass and jack like bangs it against the window he's like it's double pain you can't do it. he's like stop it and he's yeah. just like you're afraid of getting sucked out yeah <laughs> that's when he like scratches the- yeah he's like, not afraid of getting sucked out <laughs> Yes, you are. You're afraid of getting sucked out. <laughs> That's so cute. I know. And then, yeah, Peter's like, listen, Jack, I know you're upset, but I promise next season I'm going to come to six games. Yep. And then he says again, my word is my bond, which you just said and did not follow through on. Right. Like, not 24 hours ago. Yeah. So maybe not the best time. And Jack says, yeah, junk bonds. Nice. <laughs> and then he throws the baseball against the ceiling which causes the oxygen masks to fall down which is jarring yeah and peter yells yeah and then he says what's the matter with you when are you going to stop acting like a child i know jack's reaction he just goes i am a child like (laughs) yeah yeah he is and then he just his dad just yells grow up yeah so i mean yeah exactly like you were saying like he's fun and he's funny and he's got all these jokes like with his coworkers and everything but then when he's trying to talk to his own children, with whom yeah. he should be telling jokes and being really silly. Yeah. And he's like, grow up. Yeah. What the fuck? It's just, yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. Alright, so then we do make it to London. The plane did not crash. No one needed a parachute. Everything was fine. He did yeah. not get sucked out. <laughs> Afraid of getting sucked out. <laughs> I know, but he Peter has just like a whole tree branch up his butt. Have you checked your butthole? up, boot up. <laughs> yeah, he is not having a good time. No, Myra's like so excited. Moira, Moira. I like say. I like the name Moira. I do too, but it's, it's pretty. Just like, come yeah. On. Anyway, Moira is having so much fun because she's like, it's London and it's magical and we're having a good time. Yeah. And remember, like when we were children and like we used to play here and we grew up here and it was great. Yeah, and Peter's like, yeah, yeah, it's great and expensive. Yep. And then he yells at Jack because he's climbing on something. He's like, get down from there! You're gonna break your neck. Yep. And then he tries to walk up to the wrong house. Yep. Maggie wants to know, is Grandma Wendy the real Wendy from my play? Moira says yes. Peter says no. Moira's like, well, I mean, kind of. Yeah, sort of. Well, then. Yes, Peter reminds them to look their best and be on their best behavior because remember, you're in England, the land of good manners. But then Toodles opens the door. (laughs) Yes. And says, it's snowing! Yes. And then slams the door again. (laughs) Yep. Just right back in their face. 
But then someone else opens the door. It's Liza. And she is ecstatic. I mean, she just starts screaming. Yeah. She doesn't even say hello. She just screams. She just is like, "Ah, look at these children. Oh my God. She's just so excited. Yeah. They're excited. Moira starts screaming. It's very exciting. Yeah. It's very cute. And they all come inside. And Peter just doesn't close the door. I know, he just leaves it wide open. I know. It's snowing. Which I was like, we raised in a fucking barn. I mean, like, two seconds later, kind we see of. that someone is that's true. <laughs> Someone is bringing in their luggage. Yeah. So he, like, left it open for that guy. But you didn't have to leave it all the way open. Right, and he wasn't right behind you. No. Anyway. I mean, it was long enough that I was like, oh, he, like, slowly walks into this house. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Moira is so happy to be there. She's just, like, running around, touching stuff, and being, like, you know, remembering her childhood and everything, and Peter's just like, what's wrong with you? Why are you acting like this? Yeah, what's gotten into you? And she's like, this place has gotten into me. Yeah. And it's so cute. And Toodles is just crawling around on the floor. Yep. He says, I've lost my marbles. (laughs) (laughs) Lost, lost, they're lost. Peter says, Lisa. Liza. I said that. (laughs) He just doesn't know anybody's name. No, it's a a common theme. But he looks at Liza and says, I thought he was supposed to be in a home, talking about Toodles. Mm-hmm. But Liza says, Wendy couldn't bear it. No. So then we see Wendy. Yes, here she comes. She's at the top of the stairs. She mm-hmm. says, hello, boy. Yeah. She's so old. I know. She's like so old and frail. I know. But then this is where we get the impression that Moira... Has taken her children out to see Wendy, who is her grandma. Mm-hmm. But Peter never comes with them. Right. Because she says that it's been a year since she's seen the kids, but ten years since she's seen Peter. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's talking to the kids. She's like, oh my god, how much you've grown in a year, you know. Right. These can't be the same kids. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think before that is when Moira says something about, like, you know, you haven't been out here in ten years. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, but there, Maggie's, there's no way Maggie's like even 10 years old. So that can't no, be. No, yeah. I think she's like seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just go without him because he's too busy. Right. And then Wendy says, there's one rule in this house. No growing up. That's very sweet. I know. I started crying at this point. Oh, gotcha. It just, it's just so cute. I know. And Touching. Just the way that like she's looking at Peter and Peter's looking at her and you know, he like feels bad. Actually, it feels like the first, like, emotion that he has felt that's not, like, cranky since he's gotten there, where he's, like, you know, really loves Wendy and he's, like, feels bad for not having been there. But also, probably this is why he doesn't come, because he wants to, like, avoid these feelings of, like, guilt. Yes. And then every year it got harder and harder to do it. Absolutely. So, but he's there now, and so it's nice. Yeah. So, I think when I was a kid watching this part, I wasn't really paying attention to the details, because I was, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's the cool stuff? Right. You know? Get me to the pirates. But this is where we kind of get that Granny Wendy ran an orphanage where Peter was raised and met Moira, who is Wendy's actual granddaughter. Yes. So everybody calls her Granny Wendy. Right. At first I was like, she can't be the grandmother to both Peter and Moira. (laughs) No. (laughs) But she kind of is. Yeah. Just not by blood relation. Right. So she is biologically related to Moira. Yes. But gave, helped Peter get adopted. Yes. As a kid, yeah. And it turns out, hundreds of other children. Wendy gives Peter shit for not visiting for so long. Yes, what have you been doing, Mr. Chairman of the Board, too important to come, you know, out here and visit me? Yeah, and Jack, who is still proud of his dad, despite him being a giant asshole. I know. (laughs) Explains that he takes other businesses, and if there's any resistance, he blows them out of the water. Yes. 
And he's like trying to like, no, I mean, we're just in acquisitions and we remember, but she says, so Peter, you've become a pirate. Oh no. Bum, bum, bum. The worst thing. Yep, absolutely. So now it's nighttime. Everybody's kind of settling down. Like the kids are settling down mm-hmm. for bed. Peter's walking through the house and goes into the nursery. The window is open. And you can hear the wind howling, and the bells are tolling, and the seagulls are calling. Wait, hang on, where are we? He closes the window, and for a second, he turns around with his hands on his hips, looking just like his old self. He does that a lot. He does. It's cute. But. But then the phone rings, and it's Brad. And uh, Moira's like, there's fucking, a phone call for you. Of course it is. So he goes to take it. Yes. <laughs> Wendy is just, like, fully dressed. Like, yeah. mink stole on she got her cane she is ready to go yeah moira is still like wearing a robe right she has her hair and makeup done she just hasn't put her clothes on yet yeah and wendy probably just gets her hair done once a week so yeah she's an old For lady sure. or got it done earlier that day knowing right that, you know she yeah thing. yeah because tonight is the dedication thing. yeah so peter takes a phone call but is annoyed because his kids are trying to play with him while he's talking on the phone yeah moira's like it's a portable phone, Peter. There are nine other rooms in this house that you could go in. Yeah. But he sits down and is, like, trying to have this conversation, which is apparently a very distressing conversation. Yes, Brad is explaining that some of their developments, investments, have been shut down because of the mating radius of an owl. Yeah, I forget what kind of owl it is, but... Yeah, but, you know, Peter's they like... They need, like, a 50-mile radius or whatever, and he's like, it's a tiny little bird, you're telling me it needs 50 miles? Why can't they just go bone somewhere else? Right, yeah. Peter's like, that's just evolution. Sometimes evolution takes its toll. Tell them there have always been casualties of evolution. Ask them if anybody misses the Tyrannosaurus Rex. The weird Jack in the, kind of in the background goes, oh, I do. Boy, do I ever. Wow, are you kidding? Yes. (laughs) He misses the T-Rex. Nobody asked him. Right, absolutely. I do too. But Peter is stressed out because a $5 billion deal is falling apart. Sure. Because of an owl. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And he says, will somebody just shoot me in the head? Yes. So Jack points his fingers at him and goes, bang! Which causes him to just absolutely freak out. Yeah, Peter goes a little berserk and tells everyone to shut up. Yeah. And, and it's scary, and it's loud, and it's mean. Yeah, and Wendy's standing in the hallway and hears all this happen, and you just see on her face how sad it makes her. I know, it makes me sad. I know. So then Moira and Peter get into a little bit of an argument. Yeah, Wendy, like, takes the kids away to, like, put them in bed in the nursery yeah. and go hang out with them. And so Moira and Peter get a chance to talk. And, yeah, she's just like, how many more broken promises are you going to give our children? You know, you only have so many years where they are begging you to hang out with them. Yeah. And then pretty soon it'll be you begging them for any of their attention. Yeah. And you're missing it. You're missing yeah. all of it. Yeah. Yeah, she says... You tell Wendy you'll visit every year, but you haven't been here in ten. You haven't talked to your children since we got here except to yell at them. Yeah. You've got to fix your family. Right. Because his phone rings again. Yep. And he says, I have to fix this. And she says, you have to fix your family first. Yep. So then she takes his cell phone. Yeah, because he answers it. Yeah. Yeah. Like In the middle of all of this. Snorkely. Yeah. He's like looking at her in the eyeballs and just like pulls the antenna out, like flips it open. I looked that woman in the (laughs) windows to her soul. And I said, bitch. Because you said that, right? (laughs) (laughs) But no, he he answers the phone. Yeah. And she looks right back at him. Yeah. Grabs his phone and chucks it out the fucking window. Yes. Because the windows are open for some reason. It's snowing outside and the windows are open, but whatever. But he's just like, he doesn't even get, like, mad. He, like, laughs. Yeah. At her audacity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Then we see, real quick, the sheepdog, Nana, in the yard, takes his phone and buries it. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Rayleigh. <laughs> My fucking dog was digging in the yard. So then we see Wendy and Maggie and Jack are in the nursery, and Wendy and Maggie have, like, made a little tent in the middle of the floor, yeah. which I'm like, damn, that 96-year-old lady got down on the floor like that? Yeah, she might be 90. She's 92. Yeah. She hops right back up, too. I know. It's yeah. because Maggie Smith was 56 when they made right. this movie. Yeah. Which is like, they did such a good job. Yeah. She doesn't look fake old. No. She looks genuinely like a 92-year-old lady. Yeah. Which must have been weird to, like, see herself that way, too. Yeah. She's not even that old now. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking about it. Anyway, it's wild. But, in the movie, this 92-year-old lady sits down on the ground, which I was like, damn, right. how are you gonna get back up? <laughs> you need help. <laughs> I need help. I'm 33 and I can't get up off the ground. <laughs> But, so, they're sitting under this little tent. The goddamn window is open again. Always open. And Jack is, like, standing in it, looking out, you know, mm-hmm. over London. And Wendy and Maggie are talking about where fairies came from. Yeah, it's very cute. And the first baby laughed for the first time. It split into a million pieces, and that's where fairies came yeah. from. Maggie says, Jack says, you're not the really real Wendy. And Wendy says, I absolutely am the really real Wendy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She explains that when she was little, she and her brothers made up stories about Peter Pan and Neverland and Captain Hook, and their neighbor, Mr. Barry, mm-hmm. loved the story so much that he wrote them all down 80 years ago. Yeah, Maggie says, wow, you're really old. That's true. <laughs> it's very true. So the parents are done arguing. They come in the room. Uh-huh. Maggie runs up to Peter and says, here, I made you this. It's a hug, which is just like this little parachute made out of like fabric and paper yeah it's like in a backpack i guess but yeah that's it's so a hug, cute so the next time you fly you won't be afraid <laughs> my little heart wendy kind of gives him a look like do you see do you see how adorable your children are being yeah peter says oh. great thanks jack get away from the window what did i say about open windows do we have open windows at our house <laughs> jack says no they all have bars on them <laughs> fair yeah so they put the kids in bed maggie says there's a mean old scary man at the window. Because mm-hmm. Jack's trying to find his baseball. Who yeah. took my baseball? And yeah. now he says, the mean old scary man at the window took it. He says he was a window washer. Yeah. Which, I know she's a little kid and prone to, like, yeah. being imaginative. Flights of fancy. But it might be worth looking into yeah. real quick. A little bit. Why do no one ever listens to kids? I know. Yeah. So Jack's looking for his baseball because they're, they're getting in bed. Yeah. He has his glove, but he can't find his baseball. No. And I love that he has to sleep with his glove and baseball. Yeah, he's got to have them with him. Because my little brothers used to do that. Yeah. They used to sleep with whatever toy they were currently obsessed with. Yeah. And I always thought it was cute because a lot of times it was like a race car right. or a very pointy transformer. <laughs> Something big and clunky and not comfortable at yeah. all. I gotta sleep with this fire truck in the bed with me. Mm-hmm. That's very cute. Yeah. That basketball was like a basketball to me. I even slept with it under my pillow. <laughs> yes. Yep. So the adults are getting ready. They're like, okay, good night. My is just wearing like a blanket. That's a shiny blanket. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a nice blanket. It's but cold. Pretty much just a blanket. Yeah. But Peter gives Jack his pocket watch and he says, you're in charge now. You have to keep track of time. How long we're gone. Yeah. He's like, okay. And then Wendy says... Dear nightlights, protect my sleeping babes. Burn clear and steadfast tonight. Mm. Which made me cry a little bit again. A little beep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is about her that I'm just like, she just made me sad. Yeah. But like, not sad, but emotional. 
Yeah, she just has all of this, like, deep wisdom yeah. about things. And I think it's, like, her sadness to see how things have changed over time. Yeah. That she's very good at conveying without really having to say it. Mm-hmm. Hurts my feelings. Yeah. So at the dedication, mm-hmm. Peter's telling uh, lawyer jokes. Yep. Classic. Yeah. And he's very sweaty. Yes. But he says... Wendy brought me in from the cold and found people to be my parents and adopt me, and she did that for so many of you, too. Yeah. It's very cute. Yeah. He's like, he says something like, we probably don't have a whole lot in common, Mm -hmm. because we've all come from different places, but we are all orphans. Yes. And we were all saved by Wendy. Yes. He says, I know that if you could stand now, you would, and then stops because a guy stands up. Yeah. And then more people stand up. And then everybody's standing up. And everyone's clapping and thanking her and bowing, and now she's crying, and now we're all crying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Back at the house. Yeah, poor Nana. (laughs) It's chained up outside in the snow. I just feel like they're ignoring that it's snowing. I know. Toodles is also barking. (laughs) Yeah, well, sometimes. Just gotta bark. He says, In the nursery upstairs, the window is opening. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, there's this, like, frantic back and forth between the dedication and the the nursery upstairs. Mm-hmm. So at the dedication, everyone's still standing and clapping and bowing, and they've wheeled out a model of the hospital, and then a window flies open, a big wind comes through, and she's having a hard time standing up. Yeah, they, like, kind of, like, catch her and, like, settle her down into her seat. Yeah. Then it goes back home, where that window is also open, and, like, mm-hmm. a crazy wind is blowing in, and, like, Jack and Maggie are in their beds, but their, like, comforters get pulled, like, straight up off of them, and yeah. they're screaming, and, like... Yeah. There's a weird green light. The whole thing is very scary. Absolutely. Suddenly, the exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Moira, Peter, and Wendy make it home, mm-hmm. and they're walking up the stairs, and they see that the front door is open, and the glass has been smashed. Yes. And something has slashed the door near the knob. Yes. And all the way down the halls and all the way up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. It's very scary. It <laughs> is. The, like, all the lights are out in the house. Like, they can't find anybody. Nobody's, like, answering Yeah, they're them. yelling names and, yeah. So they, you know, Wendy says, the children. So they start running up to the nursery and they encounter Liza on the way, who's just, like, sitting on the stairs up against a wall. Mm-hmm. And, Holding her head. Yeah. Yeah, and we get a bunch of, like, horror movie camera angles. Right. Yeah. She explains, you know, there was a huge wind, and it closed the door to the nursery, and it locked, and I couldn't get in there, and the children were screaming! The children were screaming! So then they okay. they they run into the room and find that Jack and Maggie are gone. Uh-huh. The window is open, and yes. a large knife has been stuck into the door with a note that reads... Dear Peter, your presence is required at the request of your children. Kindest personal regards, J.A.S. Hook, Captain. I have never heard J.A.S. as an abbreviation for James before. Me neither. That's not much of an abbreviation. No. It's like when people abbreviate William as W.M. Yeah. There's just like a couple names that have abbreviations, but I've never heard J.A.S. as an abbreviation for Me James. Me either. Anyway. Toodles. shows up. Yeah. He says, have to fly, have to fight. Have to crow. Have to save Maggie. Have to save Jack. Hook is back. And Peter says, who? Which, like, like I know you don't remember yeah. who you are. 
and you know maybe don't believe that the whole story Remember is real. Who you are? Yes, but like the like the story, like the well known story of Peter Pan. That well, I'm sure knows. that's not what he's like thinking of in this moment. He's thinking in real world terms. I suppose. Yeah, but the the police have arrived. Yeah. The uh, head inspector is played by Phil Collins. Oh, shit. <laughs> I did not notice that. I didn't either. He says, hopefully this is all some sort of elaborate prank, given who Wendy is and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, given the, given the family history. Which I feel is, like, pretty insensitive. Yeah. If you ask me to be like, oh, it's probably a prank. Like, okay, but my kids are gone and I don't know where they are. That right, doesn't like, make me feel better. Yeah, this is not, like... My house got broken into, or my car got stolen. You know, my right. children are missing. Yeah. So prank or not. Take it seriously. Take it serious. Yeah. Toodles, again, is there and says, I have forgotten how to fly. No more happy thoughts. Oh, Toodles. I know. So then we see Granny Wendy, who's all tucked in bed, and Moira's, like, laying down on the bed next to her and just looks so sad. Yeah. And- Wendy wants to talk to Peter alone, mm-hmm. so she's like, Moira, will you go make a pot of tea? And Moira's kind of like, what? <laughs> she's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Which I feel bad for her, because, you know, she's going through it, but Wendy yeah. really needs to talk to Peter. Absolutely. And she, you know, she says, the police can't do anything, Peter, because he's like, we just got to leave it up to the police. They're doing their best, whatever. Yeah. But she says, the police can't do anything. He says, maybe we should call the American police. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So they can shoot a civilian? <laughs> Unhelpful. Not gonna help. But she sits him down and she asks him what he can remember. And he says, "Right, you know, I remember being at the orphanage and you teaching me how to read and then you helping me find my American parents, Mr. and Mrs. Banning, and then going to live with them. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 before that. What do you remember before that? And he's like, nothing. I got nothing before that. Right. Yeah, and she says, you know, we used to be in love. Yeah. And when I got married, I half expected you to show up and stop the whole wedding. Yeah. And he's like, no. You're my grandma, kind of. Yeah, you're you're kind of like my grandma. Like, this is weird. So I mean, even for me, like, watching this later, I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Once we like, get the whole explanation, it makes more sense. A little bit. Yeah. But it's like, mm. Yeah. But yeah, she's like, you know, when I was younger, there was, like, no girl but me who could ever catch your eye, you know? And yeah. I was, like, the only one that you paid attention to. And he's just like, what? Like, I've always known you as an old lady. Yeah. You've only ever been old. Right. <laughs> and she kind of says that. She says, no, I mean, you know, from what you remember the first time you met me, I was a grandma. Yeah. And then you met Moira, who mm-hmm. was 13. And that's when you decided not to go back to Neverland. Yeah. And he's like, what are you to, about? to where? Where? <laughs> what, you, what is any of this? Yeah, so that is like, okay, so he stayed in Neverland while she was getting old mm-hmm. in the real world. Yeah. And then he came back for her. Yes. Saw that she was old, saw Moira. Yes. And was like, actually, maybe I'll stay because of her. Right. Yeah, as soon as she explained that, I could see that scene that happens later where he taps her on the shoulder and she turns around yeah. and it's Maggie Smith and he's like, whoa. Yeah. You're so old. <laughs> but, like, damn, how old is he then? I get, I mean, at least he's way older than she is. Yeah. Because when we see his backstory, when we yeah. see his mom, yeah, he's very old. Yeah. Like, hundreds of years. Ooh. Which is tight. Yeah. But he can't handle this right now. Yeah. He's to be just, fair, there is a lot going on. A lot happening, yeah. And she's, I mean, it sounds like she's lost her mind. 
yep. And he's like, I'm gonna go see if the tea is ready. He's just like, Mara! <laughs> and Wendy is like, it's all true, Peter. I've tried to tell you, but you won't listen. But it's all true, and Captain Hook has stolen your children, and you have to go get them back. And only you can save your children. Yep. He's just like, what? Me? Ta-da. What? And she says, Peter, don't you know who you are? She pulls out her copy of Peter and Wendy. She flips to the page of little young Peter Pan with his hands on his hips and his little green tights and his outfit. And his wild red hair. And he's also standing there with his hands on his hips. Yeah. And then he looks down and he, like, puts his hands down. <laughs> and she says, yes, boy, yes. Yes. So later in the nursery, Peter's kind of pacing around drinking. Yeah. Uh, literally, what are the police doing, though? Um, just, I don't know, maybe waiting for a ransom note or some sort of prank indicator. Then they should be in the house. Prank well, indicator. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. They're not doing anything. They're having some tea. Yeah. He goes to the window and opens it to stand and look out at the city and he sees something. Yes. A light. (gasps) Headed straight for him. Yes. Firefly from hell. (laughs) I know. So it's flying around the nursery. He goes, oh, big damn bug. (laughs) Bless your eyes with magic light. I get the gift of fairy sight. Uh, At least she said sight this time. Yes. He tries to, like, he grabs, like, a newspaper or a magazine, something, like, rolled up and tries to swat at it. But yeah. the light grabs the newspaper from him, yanks it out of his hands, yep. smacks him with it. Yep. It's Tinkerbell. Yeah, she lands on him and says, oh, it is you. Wonderful. Yeah. And she leaves the little footprints on his shirt that I remembered. Yes. That part's very cute. So cute. I know. She says a, a lot of things. Yeah. They're all very adorable. But yeah, I, I like the line, if less is more, then there's no end to me, Peter Pan. Yep. She's very cute because she's so small. Yeah. Yeah. But he says, no, my ma- my name is Peter Banning. I'm not Peter Pan. And she says, I don't care if you go by Peter Pan or Peter Banning. There's no mistaking the way that you smell. So I know that it's you. Yeah. she's He's like, smell? What do I smell like? And she says, the smell of someone who's ridden the wind. The smell of a hundred fun summers sleeping in trees. Adventures with Indians and pirates. Remember? The world was ours. We could do everything or nothing. All I had to be was anything because it was always us. Aww. I know. She's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, so she's like, listen, we used to have the most wonderful adventures together. I know who you are, and now we have to go save your children. Yep. So she, so she sprinkles him with dust. He sneezes. Yes. Which sends her flying into the little dollhouse. I know. <laughs> so he crawls over there. He says, are you in there, little bug? I'm not a bug. I'm a fairy. He says, I don't believe in fairies. Every time someone says, I don't believe in fairies, somewhere a fairy falls down dead. To which Peter, in the biggest dick move, yells... I don't believe in fairies! Yeah. She just told you that a fairy will die if you say that. I know. She And she falls down the little dollhouse stairs. I know. She really commits to this bit. Yeah. And she's like, you have to clap. Clap, Peter. Clap. And he's kind of like... She goes, clap louder! Like, sits up full on. Like, says, clap louder! And he's yeah. like, ah! <laughs> and like, oh, thank God. Okay. And he goes, oh, thank God you're alive. Yep. Yeah, she tries to make him remember, yeah. but he can't. He just can't do it. So she gives up on trying to convince him and just, like, pulls the blanket out from under him so that he does a flip and hits his head. Mm-hmm. I bet Robin Williams didn't even have a stunt double for that backflip. No, I feel like he probably he just like, did it. it. Yeah. It just looks like him. Yeah. He used to be a cheerleader, right? No. Like, for a little bit. No, he did a bit. For the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. Or the Broncos? Cowboys? Oh, I don't remember. Fucking football team. One of the blue and white ones. Um... But yeah, Tinkerbell wraps him up in the tent that Wendy and Maggie had made, mm-hmm. along with his hug, yeah. and flies him off to Neverland. She says, that's right, Peter, second start of the writing straight on till morning. Mm-hmm. 
And Toodles is watching them go. Yes. Which, the second star to the right and straight on till morning has always confused me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, from, like, from what? I think it's Big Ben. Oh. Because they always show Big Ben, and then there are two stars. Okay, that's cute. To the right of it. I always just assumed the North Star, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's. You're right. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah, they fly over a bridge, and Tink's little pixie dust trail makes the the smooching man and woman, like, float for a little bit. Yeah. These people are George Lucas and Carrie Fisher. That's adorable. I know. There are so many, like, cameo, like, famous people just, like, crammed in this movie. It's really cute. Yep. And then they fly to an island. Yeah. It's really pretty. I want to go there. And the next morning... Peter wakes up from underneath the sheet and says, what a nightmare. Yes. Myra! <laughs> he calls for her so many times and does not get an answer. Like I know. This time, because he's not at home anymore. But right. he called for her a couple times earlier and she just ignored him. Nope. To be fair, it's a big house. Yeah. Where it's he could have gone to talk on the phone. Kind of fun. In a different room. Yeah, he hears a weird sound. Mm-hmm. So he, like, looks through a small hole in the sheet. Yeah, we just see, like, his eyeball. Yeah, and, and then, then he... Pokes his finger through it. Uh-huh. And rips it apart. Rips the sheet apart. Yeah. And he sees an entire weird town. Yeah, it is busy. Oh, yeah, it is in this town. Bustling. Quite so. It is teeming with life. Teeming. Teeming. One might say, the weird sound that he heard was a clock going crazy, and this clock is in the mouth of a giant crocodile. Yep, standing like, right in the middle of town. Two stories tall crocodile. Yeah, yeah. So, so much hustling, bustling. A man yells, Lovely fish! Fresh fish. We keep the eyes in so they'll see you through the week. <laughs> so he gets up to go walk around and try and find out what's happening. Mm-hmm. Tinkerbell's like, no, 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 you gotta stay low. You gotta stay low profile. But he just goes wandering off. Yeah. Immediately is accosted by a group of pirates led by Jimmy Buffett <laughs> who try to steal his shoes. That's so funny. Because they're like, ooh, nice shiny shoes. And he's like, what? You can buy them at Armani, I think. And they're like, yeah. I think I'll just take them. And yeah. so they, like, you know, try and chase them down. And he's he tries and he tries to yell for Tinkerbell. <laughs> but he says, Tinkerball! Tinkerbug! <laughs> and she comes to his aid and beats up the pirates. Yes. And he looks at her and says, are you related to Mighty Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> but so she takes his takes a pirate hat from one of the pirates, puts it on his head, wraps him up in a shawl, gives him a crutch. And she says, listen here, if you want to see Hook alive, you better do as I say. Your left arm is dead and hangs at your side. Lean on the crutch. Point your left foot in. Glare with your good eye. Drool. Now growl. Growl! <laughs> and some guy walking by is like, how are you today? And he's like, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> I feel like this had to be so much fun to film. Yeah. Him just like transforming into yeah. grumpy pirate. And it's working really well. Yeah. He's heading off through the town. And we see a man... At, like, one of those, what do you call it? Like a wheel? Yeah, whetstone. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And he's sharpening a very big silver hook, and he puts it on a red pillow, which a man carries away. It's me! It's me! The the difference in Bob Hoskins' face yeah, and, like, overall demeanor from this movie to Super Mario Bros. is, like, an entirely different person. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he actually seems like he's having fun. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. I wonder if he was still drunk. <laughs> From Super Mario Bros. Yeah. I love Speed so much. Follow that hook, says Tink. Yeah. Uh, it seems like everybody is following the hook because hook, they're all going hook, through town. Give us the hook. 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 Give us the hook. <laughs> yeah. Onto a ship. Ooh, the claw. You're scared of the claw. Here it comes. Look out. <laughs> 
So Peter walks onto a pirate ship with everyone else, uh-huh. and Smee introduces Captain Hook. Yes, he says, good morning, Neverland! Here he is, the cunning kingfish, the bad barracuda, a man so deep, he's almost unfathomable! Crickets. <sighs> a man so quick, he's even fast asleep! <laughs> Thank you! Now let's all give him a very big hand, because he's only got one. <laughs> I give you the steel-handed stingray, Captain James Hook. Yay! Yay! There he is. There he is. It's Dustin Hoffman. Looking fabulous. He looks incredible. He really does. He's got big old twirly mustache. Big old twirly eyebrows. Oh, his eyebrows are amazing. They're incredible. Yeah. They cast a shadow. Like, they're they're so big and bushy and curly that they cast a shadow on his face. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is amazing. I want to be an eyebrow stylist. I love this. I do eyebrow sculpture for a living. Yes. Yeah. And he's got his big red captain coat, his shiny boots, his yep. hook. Giant curly black wig. Yep. Big ol' hat. It looks very hot. Yeah, it does look very hot. Uh, Huge fake teeth. Huge real nose. Yes. <laughs> yep. just, just looking incredible and formidable, but also like a little bit silly. Yeah. Which is good. Right. Because it's... He looks just as he is supposed to. Yes. So he explains, Revenge is finally mine. Yeah! I baited that hook, and now I have Peter Pan's children, so I can finally kill him. Yep. That cocky boy who cut off my hand and fed it to the crocodile. And who killed that crocodile? Hook! Who stuffed him and turned him into a quiet clock? Hook! Who went into the other world and stole his children and brought them back here? Hook! And who doubted that I could do it? (gasps) Who among you is not loyal? Oh, no. So he picks out a single pirate. Yes. Points with his hook, which isn't very, you know, (laughs) can't really tell where he's pointing. Not very specific. You, and marches straight towards Peter. Yep. Peter's like, oh. And confronts, not Peter, but the pirate standing next to him. It's Glenn Close. I knew it! (laughs) Dressed as a man with a beard. Yeah, because I was like, I remembered this part, Mm -hmm. and you said that you remembered that Glenn Close was a pirate yes had a bit part and i was like i bet it was that one you were correct because he looks so shiny and soft yeah unlike the other very tough looking pirates right beautiful eyelashes yes and he says you bet against me bringing pan back here didn't you yeah yeah she's just like yeah just starts crying yeah 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 i'm sorry this pirate's name is gutless oh actually oh no <laughs> into the boo box the boo box the boo box Ah, which is just like it's a big chest with a flap on top and they put the pirate in it and then they lock it and then they drop scorpions on top yeah and go boo every time they drop a scorpion boo yes that scene very much scarred me yeah her screaming is very real yeah she does a very good job acting this part yeah she should have gotten an award and scary yeah some sort of award yeah so jack and maggie are in a net Uh and they're hauled up above the deck yes uh what does he say he says like haul up and hoist the kitties yeah bring out the children yeah yeah he he pulls them up and peter can't contain himself anymore he says those are my kids those are my kids those are my kids shedding all of his yeah (sighs) pirate stuff pirate accoutrement marches over to them and he's like all right here mr hook (laughs) those you know those are my kids right i want them returned to me immediately you know, and we'll go and there won't be any problems. Yeah. And then this very silly, wonderful exchange occurs. Captain Hook looks very confused. Yeah. 
He says, who he's, are you? He's not expecting a full-grown man. Yeah, this man. Yeah. Which... You should think that he's a man because he has children. He has kids. It's silly. Right, yes, but, but just just the way that this guy looks, he's kind of doughy. Yeah. You know, he's dressed like a lawyer. He looks like a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Very soft. Yeah. He says, who are you? I'm Peter Banning, attorney at law. Those are my children and I want them back. Those are your... Children. These are your children. Yes, they are. And you're... Peter. You're Peter? Yes. You're Peter? No. Yes. You're Peter. Is there an echo in here? Yes. My great and worthy opponent? Yes. No. It's me. Who is this imposter? Peter Flogging Flying Pen! He's <laughs> fluttering his arms yeah. as he does. <laughs> so Smee walks over. He's got paperwork. He says, look, I've got Peter's dental records. I've got his medical, medical records. records. Yeah. I've got this sworn affidavit by T. Bell. Mm-hmm. Taco Bell. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> Affidavit. <laughs> and Peter's like, "Hang on, no, let's, let me show you something." And he goes to pull out his wallet to show him that he's Peter Banning, right? And they just snatch his wallet and fling it. Yeah, yeah. And Smee like pulls his. He still has the eye patch on. Yeah. And Smee pulls it down and like stuffs it in his mouth so right. he'll stop talking. Along with his glasses. Oh yeah, and his which glasses. Looks very uncomfortable. I know. Jams it all in there, and he says, no, 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 let me show you this, because Hook is saying, show me the scar, I want to see the scar. Right. So they pull up his shirt, and there's a scar across his abdomen. Mm-hmm. And Smee says, here's where you sliced him during the tiger lily incident. Yep, and Peter's like, no, oh, in my appendix. Yeah. <laughs> no, in my appendix. <laughs> and Not I'm... full glasses. Yeah. <laughs> in my appendix. But then they also find fairy footprints on his shirt. Yes. And Smee says, he's Peter Pan, or I've got a dead man's dinghy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So Hook puts on his itty-bitty little glasses. Yeah. They're so small and round. Yes. They're only for your pupils, not for your entire eye. Exactly. Yeah. Just exactly what you were looking at and nothing else. Yep. No perip. No. And he's just staring intently at Peter's face. And mm-hmm. he says, is it you, my great and worthy opponent? But it can't be. Not this pitiful, spineless, pasty, bloated codfish I see before me. You're not even a shadow of Peter Pan. And Peter's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Literally um, trying to tell you I'm not Peter Pan. Right, but can I have my kids back? And Peter Banning. Yeah, yeah. And Hook is like, listen, I was trying to start a war, and this is a huge boner crusher for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just want to fight. Right. And I don't know who you are. Yeah, he's been waiting for this, what, 30 years? Yeah. Roughly? Yeah, so he's all up in Peter's face, and from the net in the sky, Jack yells down, Blow him out of the water, Dad! <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. But Peter's like, I'll handle this. I got it. So he pulls out his checkbook. Yeah. Hook says, pick up your weapon. Mm-hmm. And Peter's like, all right. And he pulls out a checkbook. He and has to write him a check. Yeah. How Hook much pulls do you out want? his pistol, shoots through the checkbook, and just straight up kills a pirate behind him. He's yep. like, <gasps> drops dead. <laughs> They're disposable. Yeah, it's fine. There's so many of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is where he says, hoist and raise the kitties. Yeah. Yeah. So Hook yells... To raise the kids up higher. Uh-huh. And then he tells Peter he'll let them go if Peter can fly up to the kids and just touch their fingers. Yeah. Just touch them. That's it. Yeah. Touch one of their hands. So Peter gets really close to <laughs> Captain Hook and he's just like, listen, I have a real problem with heights. Do you, I mean, can we, is there something else maybe that we could do? Yeah. Which he thinks is hilarious. Everybody, all the pirates think is hilarious. Peter Pan is afraid to fly. Mm. So in lieu of flying, uh-huh. Peter's going to try and climb the mast. Yes. To get the kids. Yep. He asks if someone will give him a hand, and Hook says, I already have. Ooh. Poor Tinkerbell is just hiding and cringing. I know. It's, this scene is 
cringy. I know. And all the pirates are, like, making fun of him and heckling him. And it does kind of seem like some of them think maybe he's trying to play a trick. Yeah. You know, like, he's pretending that he can't fly and then he'll just, like, ooh, gotcha. You know. Yep. And Hook says, touch them, Peter, and it's just all been a bad dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's climbing up the mast and then out the, I don't know what they call it, but whatever the yeah. perpendicular piece of wood that holds the sails. Right, up. yeah. He's, like, climbing out that, having the worst time. Very sweaty. Very afraid to fall down. I would be, too. Yeah. It's, that's fair. Yeah. Maggie says, come on, Dad. Mom could do it. Helpful. No. Hook is just, like... Because I think at this point, too, he was thinking that Peter also was playing a trick. He right. He was trying to be silly, trying to trick him, whatever. Yeah, catch him off guard. But he's just like, Smee, is it? are you sure you have the right dude? Yeah. Look at this man. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> but Smee says, he's Peter Pan, all right, Captain. He's been away from Neverland so long, his mind's been gentrified. He's forgotten everything. No. No. And Peter's clinging to the mast, looking sad and sweaty. And just, like, he he stopped trying to reach the kids because he's, like, too scared of falling. Yeah, they're too far away for yeah. him to reach out. They're trying to reach him. He's too, but they're, just, they're too far away, and he has to, like, let go of more of the ship yeah. to reach them. And he just he can't do it. Yeah. Or won't do it. Jack's still reaching out as far as he can, and he says, Dad, I want to go home. Oh. And even the pirates don't look like they're having fun anymore. No. I mean, this is, like, a hush has fallen over the boat, and everybody is just kind of, like... Oh. This is pathetic. Yeah, we're this not. This is so sad. We don't like this. Um, yeah, so Hook walks up to the quarterdeck mm-hmm. and tells the crew, he says, I've decided to cancel the war. Yeah. He's just very downtrodden. He just says, just kill him. Kill him all. Kill him all. Walks away. Yeah. But Tinkerbell flies in to confront him. Yep. She says, hey man, don't you want your war? Yeah, you've waited so long for this. you waited your whole life for this. She's poking his nose with her tiny knife and like, Flicking it back and forth. I know, it's so cute. Yep. She's like, look, give me a week, I'll get him back in shape, and then you can have your war. Yeah, he says, I'll give you one day. She says, like, five. He says, three. They negotiate time down to three days. We got a deal. Classic. And she shakes his hook <laughs> to seal the deal. Yes. And he says, and you better deliver, Miss Bell, or no amount of clapping will bring you back from where I will send you. Spooky. I know. I also love that Dustin Hoffman speaks teeth forward. Yeah, well, <laughs> those are some big ass teeth. I know. They do not fit in there. Yeah. So, he's explaining this plan to the crew. Yeah, we're going to wait three days, then we'll have our war. She's going to whip him into shape. He'll come back here fighting and flying and ready to go. Yeah. And then we'll have our war. Mm -hmm. He says, I've decided, you know, in the interest of just whatever, he makes it seem like his idea. Yeah. In all of this hullabaloo and everybody getting excited, Peter gets knocked off the plank Mm -hmm. into the water, all tied up. And then we get, like, the weirdest scene. I yeah. Mean, I know, I think the goal was to just try and include mermaids. To yeah. To be like, there are mermaids in Yeah, Neverland. to show, yeah, that that it is like a magical place. Right, and the mermaids are a big part of the story. Right. But yeah, he's just underwater and three different mermaids swim over to him and like very sexily smooch him. I guess to help him breathe? Yeah. Is the idea? But they're not like trying to move him up towards the surface, they're just making out with him. Right. And kind of untying him, I guess. Yeah. But they do move him over to this giant clamshell mm-hmm. and set him down in it. Yeah. And then he gets hoisted up out of the water. So I guess their goal was to save him. The only thing I could think of is that they are, like, moving him along the bottom of the ocean. Oh, where yeah. the pirates can't see him. And so yeah. they're, like, trying to give him air 
so they can move him out of the view of the pirates and get him to safety. That makes sense. It's not very well conveyed, and it just looks like he's making out with a bunch of mermaids. Yeah, and they all have different colored hair. Yes. Like, ooh, I'm gonna kiss the blue one. I'm gonna kiss the red one. I'm gonna kiss the green one. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, ooh. Sassy. Sassy. (laughs) Anyway, regardless of their motivation, the mermaids put him in a giant clam shell, which gets, like, hoisted up to the very top of the mountain. Mm Mm-hmm. And from there, he can see all of Neverland. Yeah. Which looks dope. But the minute he gets up to the top, he falls promptly back down. Yep. Like a slide made of snow. Yeah. There's like a tiny snowy part. Yeah. With penguins. Yeah, Which it's I cute. completely forgot about. What I did not forget about is how much I want to live in this tree. Yes. Like, I would live there today. Now. <laughs> currently. I wonder, they should make like a themed, like, Airbnb. Oh, like that. I bet yeah. they do. That'll be tight. So he falls down. Uh-huh. A giant vine grabs him by the ankle. Yes. Hangs him upside down. Yes. He starts yelling. This wakes up Tinkerbell. Uh-huh. And then he <laughs> falls again. Yeah. From a pretty significant height. Right. Which is like, he's scared of heights and he just did all of these things very quickly and suddenly. So he's going through some exposure therapy. Yeah. Hopefully it works. Yeah. But Tinkerbell flies around because she's excited. She's waking up all the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Lost Boys! Lost Boys! Wake up! Wake up! Pan's back! Yeah! Yeah. We see all of them running down, mm-hmm. including this little curly red-headed boy that was in Blank Check. Yeah, Butch. <laughs> He's a dick in that movie. Yeah. He's just a sweet little boy in this one. He's so cute in this one. I know. So they all run down to see Peter all wrapped up in vines and shrubbery and plants and groaning on the ground. Yeah, Thud says... Who's the shrub? <laughs> they all draw their weapons because they're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And they cut off all the vines, uh-huh. which ends up, he look, he like gets a crown of vines left. Yes. And looking just like his little baby self for a second. Right. Yep. So they're all looking at him. Somebody says, that ain't Peter Pan. He's old. He's fat. Not so fat to me. He's an old fat Grandpa man. Old fat grandpa man. Too small says that. He's so cute. <laughs> He's my favorite. I, I love all of the Lost Boys, but I just want to pick up Too Small and squeeze him. I know. But then we see... Rufio! Rufio is here. He comes... First he's on his little, like... It's like a skateboard sail thing yeah. on the track that runs around the island. Right. Yeah. So he's, like, rolling in and everybody, you know, all the Lost Boys know who it is, but Peter's like, now what? Right, yeah. You know, but they're all like, Rufio! And then yeah. he comes swinging in. Peter says, oh, that is so dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> he lands. All right, Richard Tyler. <laughs> so Peter's like, okay, everybody, show's over. Go, get, leave me alone. You know, quit crowding me, children. Yeah. But Rufio pulls out his sword. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, threatening him with it, kind of dancing around him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Peter says, this is an insurance nightmare. What is this? Some kind of Lord of the Flies preschool? Yeah. And he asks who's in charge. And everyone points to Rufio. Yep. Yeah. Rufio has the most smug look on his face and uh-huh. has a little bow. Yeah. And Peter's like, no, 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 no. Where are the adults? I need a grown-up. And Rufio says, all adults are pirates and we kill pirates. And he says, I'm not a pirate. I'm a lawyer. Kill the lawyer! <laughs> <laughs> They're chasing him around, shooting him with, like, very sticky arrows. I've been shot! So he hits him in the crotch. <laughs> They're very gross looking. Like, they made me very sticky. Yeah. I need to take a shower. 
But Tinkerbell is flying around trying to convince everyone. Yeah, no, that is Peter Pan. He's just grown up. We gotta make him bangerang. Yep. Peter falls into a bunch of flowers that, like, sniff him. Yeah, he's, like, trying to hide from the Lost Boys, and he falls into this, like, little copse of flowers. But uh-huh. the flowers start, like, turning their faces, or whatever, towards him. And right. these are, like, buttercups, and they sniff him. Yeah. And he, like, shh, shh, because one of them starts to sneeze. But yeah. he, like, tries to shush it so it doesn't give him away. But it does. Yes. I wonder if the flower from The Brave Little Toaster is credited <laughs> in this scene. <laughs> But he starts yelling, help me! And they all echo, help me! Yeah. Not you! Not you! (laughs) He runs over to, like, a skate park? Yeah. And he just goes, uh, helmets! Yep. He tries to do a trick because he ends up on a skateboard. Yep. But he falls on his butt. Yep. Then he gets beat up by a bunch of kids playing basketball. Yep, they're all throwing the ball, like, into him. You're like, play! Come on! Yeah. Rufio shows up and says, you're dead, jolly man. Yeah. So in this scene right here where Rufio says, you're dead, jolly man, mm-hmm. he actually said it backwards because they wanted to film the sword coming away from Robin Williams' face instead of going towards it in the oh. interest of safety. Yeah. So he actually, in the scene in the movie, he's like pointing the sword in Robin Williams' face and says, you're dead, jolly man. But yeah. And that, what they actually filmed was him pulling it away from him and him saying, Nami Lod, I head Ryu. So he just, like, said it backwards so that when they played it the right way, it says, you're dead, jolly man. Which I was like, that actually makes sense because the way he says it just sounds a little bit awkward. Yeah. And it's because he's literally saying it backwards. Weird. I know. You'd think they could have just, you know, voice dubbed it or something, you know? Yeah, or had, like, a fake sword or something. But they're like, no, very real, very pointy, sharp sword (laughs) in this man's face, but pull it away from him so that he does not get stabbed. Right. Can't afford Robin Williams' insurance. <laughs> so, he gets up. He and Rufio are standing across from each other. Mm-hmm. And Tinkerbell is continuing her campaign to get the Lost Boys to believe her. But Rufio's like, fuck it, we're gonna literally choose sides here. Yeah. So he draws a line in the sand with his very real, very sharp sword. Uh-huh. And he's like, whoever's with me, come to this side. If you believe he's Peter Pan, go to his to yeah. that side. Yeah. Peter is the first one to cross the line. Right. He's like, I'm not Peter Pan's, but I keep trying to tell you guys. Yeah. I'm with with Rufio on this one. Yeah. It ain't me. So everyone goes to Rufio's side. Uh Uh-huh. Except one kid. Yes. Little Pockets. Pockets. Yes. He's so small. I know. This scene. Woof. Peter. (sighs) Yeah. Kneels down. Yeah. Because he, he like, does he pull Peter back over to his side? Yeah. And then he kind of, like. Pulls him down a little bit, because mm-hmm. he's so small. He's like, get down here so I can look at you. Yeah. Pulls him down to his level. Yeah. Some music from the Titanic starts playing. Yeah. This is very <laughs> intense and emotional. It is. And Pockets inspects Peter's face for a very long time. Yes. While everyone watches. Yes. And, like, the expression on Pockets' face is so serious. Yeah. Like, you know, his brow's a little bit furrowed, but he's just, like... He's taking it very seriously. Yes. Yeah. So he's just, like, squishing his face and spreading it out. Yeah, he pulls back all of his old man skin. Right. I think we all remember this scene. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, he puts his hands on either side of his face and, like, stretches his face out. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, there you are, Peter. Ugh. My feelings. I know. So a bunch of the Lost Boys run back over to his side. Yeah. But Rufio's like, no, I have the sword. I'm the pan now. Yeah. 
You can see that he's, like, losing control a little bit, losing authority. Right, yeah. And Pocket says, Tink believes. Right. And if he isn't Pan, then what is he doing here? He isn't having fun. Yeah, he didn't come here to have a good time. Yeah, and whose kids are those? Trying to kill us all, so he's clearly not a pirate. So, like, what could he possibly be doing here? Yeah, and where did those children come from? We don't recognize them. Yeah. So, what Tinkerbell is saying is probably true. It has to be true. And this is when Peter's just like, look... I don't know who any of you are. I don't know what's happening. What I do know is that that man has my children, and he says he's going to kill them, and I need your help. Yeah. Please help me. Yeah. I mean, I just, despite all of his flaws, feel so bad for Peter in this moment. Yeah. Because he has to look into the eyes of these feral children Mm -hmm. and be like, please help me, or that man is going to kill my children. Yeah. Like, holy shit. I know you guys usually kill adults. And I'm an adult. Right. But I need your help. Please help me. Yeah. It's whack. So back at Captain's Quarters, Hook is talking to Smee and being upset with himself for not just killing Peter when he had the chance. Yep. And we see the Captain's Quarters are just like full of gold and food and just like decadence. So nice. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) he has so much food and gold in there. What more does he need? Uh, revenge. Oh, right. I will have my revenge! Smee's like, here, I'll fix you a plate. And he grabs the plate, but he just starts eating the food. Yeah, I think mostly he was just hungry, and he was like, here's an excuse for me to eat. Yeah. Uh, in Under the guise of making you some food. Yeah, he's putting things on plates, taking bites out of them, but he still does bring most of it. Right, yeah. Hook. Yeah, and while he's doing that, Hook is just yelling about how much he hates being disappointed, and how he hates Neverland, and how he hates Peter Pan. I hate, I hate, I hate Peter Pan. Yeah. And then he says, Smee? Smee. It's me. I've just had a sublime vision. All the jagged parts of my life have come together to form a complete and mystical whole. An epiphany. Epiphany what? My life is over. My life is over. (laughs) Yeah, and (laughs) when I was watching the scene, I was like, oh yeah, this is where I learned the word epiphany. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. The hook just says, goodbye, Smee. And Smee's kind of like, no, come on, come over here. See this? And he has like a, it's not really a bathtub. No. It's just like a diorama of Neverland, but it actually has water. So it has like little pirate ships. Yeah, it's in almost it like, and... um, what's it called? Like a, a war map yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah but it, it has actual water in it. Yeah. But Smee's like, come on, let's play with these toys in this weird bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny like... trigger warning for suicide reference. Tr- trigger warning. Ah. Uh, this is I get so he it. pulls out a gun and points it at his head. Yeah. He's like, this is it. This is the end. The mouth. So he says... <laughs> Smee says, oh, not again. <laughs> he says, this is it. Don't try to stop me this time, Smee. Don't try to stop me, Smee. Don't you dare try to stop me this time, Smee. Try to stop me, Smee. You better get up off your ass. Get over here. Stop me. This is not a joke. I'm committing suicide. Smee does get the gun away from him. Yes. And it goes off and it sets the little ship on fire. I know. And Hook says, don't ever frighten me like that again. I know. <laughs> Despite the heaviness of the scene where he is literally pointing a gun at his head, a loaded gun, it turns out. Just the transition from, like, don't try to stop me to try to stop me is yeah. just so good and so smooth. I know. Because it, it takes me a while to recognize that he's made the switch from one to the other. And yeah. Like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> very... a joke. <laughs> duck season, rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season, rabbit season. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Smee kisses his cheek and tries to cheer him up, but Hook is like, there's no adventure here. Death is the last great adventure. Yep. Smee's like, let's just put you to bed. So he, like, pulls a cord, and the bed comes from the ceiling. I know, like... like, How tall is this ship? I don't know. It's huge. I want to live here. Yeah. I want to live on a pirate ship. 
I want to be the captain of a pirate Do you want to live on the island or on the ship? I would live anywhere <laughs> so far. You just want to live these places. Somewhere else. <laughs> it's time to go. I would also live here. I, but I wouldn't want to be like, you know, anyone else on the ship. No. Just like a regular old pirate man. No. In the cruise quarters. No. In the below decks. In the forecastle. The what? That's what they call it. Okay. Sure. I know a lot about pirate ships now. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> so the forecastle is short for forecastle. Oh. It's the part at the front of the ship. Yeah. Usually where the cruise quarters are held. All right. Yeah. And it's full of piss. And it is spelled F-O apostrophe C apostrophe S-L-E. Folksel. Because you take out a bunch of letters, so it no longer says forecastle, but it now says folksel. Great. Yes. I learned that in a crossword puzzle recently. Oh. How nice. I, it, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so, if you're ever on Jeopardy, <laughs> and the category know. is pirate ship. The anatomy of a pirate ship. Yeah. You got it. I got it. So, yes. Yeah, me is convincing him. Yeah. You're trying to cheer him up. Get in bed. Cheer up. And he says, what would the world be like without Captain Hook? Yeah. And he's just looking at himself in all the mirrors. And he's like, I know. He's just, you're right. I'm ready for a nightcap. So <laughs> Smee is like fixing that up. He says, I've just had an apostrophe. <laughs> I think you mean an epiphany. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he says, lightning, it's come down. It struck my brain. <laughs> you can make Pan's kids like you. Yep. That's the ultimate revenge. Right, yeah. No little children like me. No children love me. Yes, he is talking to him about this plan. Yeah. And he sticks both pinkies into his own ears. Yes. And pulls out earwax and uses it to curl Hook's mustache while he's talking to him. So gross. But Hook is on board. He's stoked. He thinks this is a great idea, which he pretends was his own idea. But he's laughing and happy again. Yep. So that's good oh yes you bad will see. he'll crow he'll fight he'll fly and then he'll die laughing maniacally <laughs> he laughs super rhythmically yeah it's very strange but cool and creepy so then we go to the island of dr montage <laughs> this is <laughs> so funny i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yes they're doing a montage of getting peter in shape Ain't, Ain't no, no time, time to celebrate. celebrate. You are old and overweight. Gotta lose a million pounds. Get your fat butt off the ground. Reach, Reach on down, down and touch your toes. How long since you looked at those? Shape up, lose weight. Jumping jacks are good for you. Now your face is turning blue. Swing your arms around your back. Give yourself a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute. They're running through. Gotta train. Gotta train. In, In the, the rain. rain. They're running through the rain, they're running through the snow, they're like, uh-huh. he's slogging through the mud with like a lost boy attached to each ankle. Uh-huh. They're making him do, yeah, jumping jacks, push-ups, all this crazy shit, and he is sweaty. Yes, and then they're on to sword fighting training, uh-huh. which is just an excuse, I think, for Rufio to beat up on Peter. Yeah, Tinkerbell's like, listen to Rufio, he's trying to help, and I'm like, yeah. She says, be bangerang, old man. <laughs> <laughs> And then they tried to get him to fly by putting him in a slingshot. Yep. They all explain that the key to flying is to think happy thoughts. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. And they're all holding up posters of their own happy thoughts. I know. Because he's like, he's in this like chair slingshot sort of thing facing towards like a big puddle of brightly colored mud. Yes. And all the Lost Boys are on the other side holding up encouraging posters of their own happy thoughts. Yes. Like horsies. Uh Uh-huh. And gum. Uh Uh-huh. And bugs. Yeah. And birthday. Birthday. Yeah. So cute. He can't have one happy thought? Just not just one? 
No. God. He's terrified. I know. Allison Reynolds was right. When you grow up, your heart dies. <sighs> he says, uh, not being a slingshot would make me very happy. And then he does not fly. And they fling him and he doesn't fly and he lands no. on the Back on the ship, Hook's class is in session. Yes. Lesson he's one. Got- why parents hate their children. Yeah. He's got Jack and Maggie in little school kid desks. Yeah. With a big chalkboard. Yes. And he's teaching the lesson. Why parents hate their children. But Maggie turns to Jack and she's like, it's not true. Mommy loves us. She reads to us every night. And Hook's like, is there something that the little girl in the front row would like to share with the class? And I'm like, there's only one row, but... Yeah, know, sure, sure. You get it. Yeah. She's You're doing the front the, row and in the back row. The teacher thing. Right. It's cute. She says, yeah, you know what? Actually, there is. Our mommy reads to us every night and she loves us very much and you cannot take that away from us. Yeah, and Hook says, no, they tell you story to shut you up mm-hmm. so you can go to bed and they can have three minutes without your incessant whining. Mm-hmm. I want a puppy. He took my toy. <laughs> Before you were born, your parents would stay up all night together just to watch the sunrise. Before you were born, they were happy. The way that Dustin Hoffman delivers this line is with such quiet sincerity. Yeah. In the middle of it, he says, don't be frightened. Before you were born, they were happy. And Ugh. I'm like, did Dustin Hoffman's kids watch this movie and be like, uh... And he like turns to them and he's like, not you though. <laughs> You're good. You're fine. Yeah, y'all are fine. We love you. This is method acting, this don't worry. for everyone else. Yeah. I just, I, I think it would be hard to watch as a child and be like, um, hey dad, you talking about me? Yeah. You talking about you? Is this a character or <laughs> yeah. where does the sincerity come from? It's very sincere. Yes. Maggie is still refusing though. She's not buying it. No. So Smee grabs her and takes her away and says, you're depressing the captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's kicking and. Jack is he's seeming a little more susceptible. Well, Hook is saying things to him like, yeah. your dad went to Maggie's play, but not to your baseball game. Yeah, did he come to your game? And Jack's like, no. Maggie's like kicking on her way out. And she's like, it's not true. Don't let him let you forget. Find a way to run home, Jack. Yeah. He's like, Maggie. And then she's gone. Then we see Peter. Yes. He is feeling the burn. This is the most iconic scene in this movie. Absolutely. This whole scene. Yes. Is so good. It is. His whole body hurts. He's been training all day. Yep. But something smells really good. Yeah, it's time to eat. Sounds like food is being made. Yep. He's so stoked. So he goes down to the table. The Lost Boys are all passing around all these big, like, pots and pans with lids on them Mm -hmm. all around the table. He's so stoked. (laughs) He sits down. He picks up his fork and his spoon. And the curly red-headed kid, whose name I don't remember. Oh, Uh, Latch Latch Boy. Yeah. I think it says, oh, we don't use those. Yeah, and he's like, well, if you don't use them, why do you have them? He says, we have them, so we don't have to use them. Yes. Which I love because of the implication of, like, they're there so that it's clear that it is a choice that we are not using them. Yeah, it's not like we... If we didn't have them at all, then you could be like, well, we just... We can't afford them, or we don't know how to make them, or, you know. Right. But this is like... like, no, we have them. We have access to them. We choose not to use them. we still choose to eat with our hands. Yeah. But on the flip side, when Peter tries to use them, Lash Boy's like, no, we don't use those. So Mm. is it a choice? Not really. No. But it is very cute. Time to eat. Rufio says, everybody say grace. Peter actually starts saying, oh, Lord, thank you for it, and they all just go, grace! Grace. And that's it. (laughs) They're pulling lids off of stuff. They're grabbing food with their bare hands. Flying through the air. But there's no food in there. It's all empty. Of course not. But they're all digging in. Yeah. Excitedly. Yeah. They're imagining their favorite foods and they're pantomiming eating them. Yeah. And Peter is so confused. He's just like, what's happening? Tinkerbell says, eat. 
And he's like, what do you mean eat? There's no real food. There's nothing here. Yeah. And she's like, don't you remember this used to be one of your favorite games where you would pretend, you know, that all these great foods were here. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want games. I want a steak. I want coffee. I want food. Right. I'm hungry. Right. She's like, you got to pretend. And Rufio looks at him and is like, he can't. He can't do it. Yep. He's just like a washed up old wrinkly fat bag. <laughs> and Peter says, you're a very ill-mannered young man. Yeah. With a fourth grade reading level. <laughs> yes. And then. <laughs> but he, so yeah, we're like, Rufio insults him and Tinkerbell's like, get him back. Yeah. You know, you're just going to sit there and take it. He says, I can't believe you're encouraging this. Rufio calls him a hemorrhoidal suck navel. Okay. Maybe a fifth grade reading level. Boil dripping, beef fart sniffing, bubble butt. Bangarang, Rufio! Someone has a severe caca mouth. Do you know that? You are a fart factory. Slug slime, sack of rat guts and cat vomit. Cheesy scab picked, pimple squeezing, finger bandage. A week old maggot burger with everything on it and flies on the side. Peter stands up. Mm-hmm. Substitute chemistry teacher. Rufio is immediately rocked by this. I know. Like, he's just like, whoa. <laughs> oh, shit. All the Lost Boys are like, come on, Rufio, hit him back. Yeah. So he says, mung tongue. Math tutor. Pinhead. Prison barber. Mother lover. Nearsighted gynecologist. In your face, camel cake. In your ear, cow deer ear. Lying, crying, spying, prying, ultra pig. You lewd, crude, rude, bag of pre-chewed food, dude. Bangarang Peter! Yeah! And they're all like, woo! They're like, run around at his side of the table. They're all like, really excited. Rufio just goes, you man! You stupid, stupid man! It's like, ooh. Rufio, if I'm a maggot burger, why don't you just eat me? You two-toned, zebra-headed, slime-coated, pimple-farming, paramecium brain munching on your own mucus suffering from Peter Pan envy. Don't ask says, what's a paramecium brain? I'll tell you what a paramecium is. That's a paramecium. It's a one-celled critter with no brain that can't fly. Don't mess with me, man. I'm a lawyer. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I mean, it's just so good. And then they all sit back down. Peter's feeling good about himself. Yeah. Rufio's like... <laughs> Everybody else is still pretending to eat, and he's kind of like... Peter's sitting there sassily, like, holding his spoon. Yeah. Say, hey, Rufio, catch. And he just, like, pretends to fling his spoon at him to throw food in his face. But then some food hits him in the face. Yeah! And everybody's like... <gasps> he's doing it! And they look around, and there's, like, food all over the table. Yes. Big, and- steaming... Yes, actual food. Some of it Piles looks good of food. and real. Some of it looks like it's made of Play-Doh. Right. But it all looks great. Yes. <laughs> Fudbutt has an entire wedge of cheese <laughs> as big as his head, like, sitting in front of him. That uh-huh. has his face in it and his name on the side. Yes, so we know that that's what he was imagining. Yes. Yes, which is so cute. And also, like, a huge cheeseburger. It's so cute. Yeah, speaking of, hey, Peter, says Thudbutt, mm-hmm. catch! And he throws food. Yep. At Peter. Yep. And that, of course, starts a food fight. Yep. Rufio's cranky, so he leaves. Yeah, he stalks off and he finds some coconuts. Mm-hmm. Peter has climbed up on the table and is, like, throwing food down at the kids and just laughing. And he's covered in food and he's having a great time. Yeah. And Rufio says... He says, hey, Pam the man. Yeah. Catch this. And he throws a coconut at him. Right. And in this time, while this coconut is taking its sweet-ass time getting over there, mm-hmm. one of the Lost Boys tosses him a sword. Yes. He catches it. And he slices the coconut in half. Yeah! Right down the middle. Which he kind of, like, freaks himself out. He's yeah! Like, oh, and, like, drops the sword. Yeah. So he's like, oh, shit. I didn't know it was so good. Rufio's also kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah. Everybody's a little bit shook. Yeah. Shooketh. After dinner. Mm-hmm. 
Everyone is somehow bathed. Yeah, they're all cleaned up. No one is sticky. Thud goes over to Peter and he's like, hey, I have something that belongs to Toodles. Yeah. Peter's like, how do you know Toodles? He's like, he was a last boy. Yeah. I'm going to have something of his. And he pulls out a little pouch. He says, these are his marbles. Yeah. And Peter looks at him and he says, oh my god, he really did lose his marbles, didn't he? And Thud's like, yeah, he lost them good. (laughs) And then they just like giggle together. And he is like, he's a big kid. Yeah. But he has like the soft, sweet voice. And he does the thing, too, where he, like, scratches his head yeah. absentmindedly, which yeah. also just, like, adds realism to it. Exactly. Yeah. And then he says, hey, my happy thought is my mother. Mm-hmm. Do you remember your mother? Yeah. But Peter doesn't get to answer because he's like, no, no, listen, 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 because he hears something. Mm-hmm. What we hear is Maggie singing. Yeah. And she's singing. We see, so we cut over, we see Maggie on the pirate ship, just sort of, like, clinging to a railing and singing a song. And Jack hears it, and he's like, oh, our mom used to sing that. But Smee, like, kind of grabs him, and yeah. he's like, tell, tell me again about baseball, mate. You know, are the are the blokes on foot, or are they on horseback? And so right. Like, distracting him, talking about baseball, yeah. which is, incidentally, also how you distract me. Right. To get him to, you know, be like, stop thinking about home. Don't think about... Yes, you know. we're trying to get you to forget home. Yeah. Yeah, and Hook is walking up like there's a bunch of pirates standing around watching her listening to her sing and they all look sad yeah and hook has a fucking double cigar yeah it's like is it like in a because i didn't see that but i know they do it in the cartoon too so it's like a cigarette holder but it's yeah just like a, uh-huh yeah. it looks like a chandelier type no not a chandelier candelabra it looks like That's um what i was thinking of the things that you poke meat with oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. a big fork mm-hmm. a two Two-pronged fork. Yeah. You know, it looks like one of those. Yep. Anyway, it's bedtime. Yep, all the Lost Boys are getting in their beds and blowing out their candles. They're, all their beds just look so cute and cozy, and I just, you know, they're little, like, cocoony type yeah. like, in the trees. But Peter's bed is just hanging from a branch. Like, yeah. If you roll off, like, that's it. That's the end. Yep. Yeah, the whole little island itself is precariously balanced. For sure. <laughs> so... Then we cut back to Jack, who is asleep in Captain Hook's quarters. Mm-hmm. And the pocket watch has kind of, he's like holding it in his hand, but it's kind of like fallen out yeah. of his hand a little bit. And it wakes Hook up. Yeah, the ticking noise. And I don't, and maybe Dustin Hoffman just has incredible control over his facial muscles. But yes. he's like making one side of his mustache twitch in time. Yeah, to the watch. With the I watch. didn't think about that, about how hard that probably is to do. Yeah, because it doesn't. I mean, it's really close up on his face, so maybe other parts of his face are twitching too, but it looks like it's just his mustache. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and he, it wakes him up. Uh-huh. He has a little sleeve and a little cork that goes on his hook. I know. Yeah, so that he's, like, ready for action, but isn't gonna, like, stab himself in the face when he's asleep. I guess, yeah, because yeah. he can full on just take his hook off, but he sleeps with it on, but it's like, yeah, it's got a little yeah. velvet sheath. But the ticking has made him a little bonkers yeah he starts yelling it's me it's that blasted crocodile again right he's like i'm gonna kill him he's come back for me i'm, I'm gonna get him yeah and he like sees jack's watch and has like his hook just raised up in the air ready mm-hmm. to like strike and Smee just kind of slides in and puts his face in between and he's like no, no 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 you killed that crocodile a long time ago we've smashed every clock that we've come across since then it's just uh, it's just jack's little pocket watch the little oaf he didn't know he just brought it in with him it's fine yeah we'll fix it so they go to the museum Yes. At once. To the museum at once. The museum is just a bunch of broken clocks. Yeah. It what do you out. What do you hear, Jack? Nothing? Exactly. Uh, 
But suddenly, Hook does hear a ticking. Uh-huh. And shouts at Smee to end it. End it, Smee! I know, he, like, is cowering in a corner and mm-hmm. just like, end it, Smee! So Smee just starts smashing clocks and Jack just kind of goes, oh my god. Yeah, he's like, he's holding the clock that's ticking. Yeah. And he's laughing at how it's kind of, like, driving him crazy because he is a little shit because he's a child. Right. Yeah. But he, he's also a little bit, like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Like, a little bit scared, mostly amused, mm-hmm. very confused. So they smash that one, and then Smee puts Peter's watch on, like, a flat surface mm-hmm. and tells Jack to smash it. Yeah. Come on, you know you want to. Yep. And he does. He does. He says, this is for never letting me blow bubbles in my chocolate milk. Smash. Hook is using Smee's hand to clap. Yeah. Because he can't. Because <laughs> he has a hook. Uh-huh. Then he says, for never letting me jump on my own bed. Yep. For making promises and breaking them. Ooh. For never doing anything with me. Aww. Hook says, make time stand still, Jack. I get so sad. And then he, you know, kind of gets down to his level and he says, for a father who was never there. Mm-hmm. Jack says, who wouldn't save us on the ship? Who and couldn't? Hook, I, I think a little reverse psychology tries to be like, oh, he couldn't. It's not that he wouldn't. He right, couldn't yeah. He couldn't do it. Yeah. Fully knowing that Jack is gonna counter with no, he, he he wouldn't. You know, he was there and we were there and yeah. he quit trying. Yeah, yeah. Hook. But then Jack says, "No, he wouldn't." Yes. And Hook says, "Soon he will. He will. He will try. And when that time comes, you will have to decide whether or not you want to be saved." And you can kind of see it in Jack's face where he's gonna protest. You know, of course he still yeah he still loves his dad. Of course he wants to be saved. He's right. like, no, 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 "Don't answer now. Just yeah. think about it." But for now. Just try to have fun, okay? We're here. There are pirates here. It's a good time. Don't yeah. think about home and all those broken promises. Think about all the fun you could be having right now in Neverland. It's a crazy place. Yeah. Also, just consider, just good for thought, have I ever made a promise that I haven't kept? Have I, son? Oh. And Play now, seeds. the pirate baseball game. Woo! Yes! So, <laughs> there's, like, a baseball game happening. Yeah, with all the pirates on the ship. Yeah, I think they all have uniforms that just say pirates. Yes. But they're just different colors, yeah. which is very cute. Smee is pitching mm-hmm. very elaborately. Yes. He so does a lot of winding up. Yes. <laughs> we see that happening. Also, at the same time, Peter and six of the Lost Boys are walking towards where the baseball game is happening. Yes. But the Lost Boys are stacked on top of each other, so it looks like there are three adults yeah little rascal style yeah yeah they've got like big coats and like fake mustaches and fake eyebrows i know too small little face with giant eyebrows and mustache (laughs) just killed me like i completely forgot about it and it just like punched me in the face i know it's so sweet just like well i'm dead yep i am too podcast (laughs) over oh sorry r.i.p but they make their way to the baseball game peter is nervous about it yeah he says i don't like this game yeah but they're like, it's one we used to play all the time. Still yeah. Hook's hook. And that will help you remember how to crow. Yes. He's like, okay. <laughs> um, but then, so Peter's like really close. Because Hook has taken his hook off and yeah. set it down on a like box next to him. Because he now has like a glove yes. on his hook hand. Yes. And he's sitting up high, you know, so that he can yeah. watch the game and, and cheer for Jack and stuff. And mm-hmm. there's a hot lady next to him. Yeah. And a Priscilla... <laughs> Glove me, woman, or whatever he says to her. But yeah, so Peter, Peter sneaks up behind, yeah. and almost grabs the hook because yes. it's just sitting there on a pillow, right? Um, but then Jack is up to bat, yes. So he stops to watch, yeah. 
Hook says, this is for all the games your daddy missed. Hook would never miss a game. Yeah. Peter's like, oh. He's like, hey, what the fuck, man? <laughs> the guy on first tries to steal second, and the catcher just shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> like, right past me, too. Right. But Hook says, no, bad form, bad form, we're going by Master Jack's rules. Yeah. He's like, so no more piratey shit. Yeah. From here on out, it's baseball. Piratey Do what thing. he says. And then there are some pirates in the stands that all have little signs. Little signs yeah. That say, run, run home, home Jack. Jack. Run home Jack. So for a second, he kind of, he's like, Maggie, run home. Yeah. Shit. You know, I gotta go home. Where's my sister? Yeah, yeah. But then Hook's like, no, no, no. They've got it backwards. Smee. Smee. Switch them around. around and says, home run, home run, Jack. Right. Home. So Jack's like right back in it. Yeah, every year for me, I'm like, Woo! Smee throws a pitch and he bonks it right out of the park. Yeah. It goes flying. Bye. Bye. It's a home run. Yay. He's, they've won. I don't know. I think they're all just so like they're just having fun fuck about the yeah. rules about baseball. But Jack hit a home run, and that's what we're here for. here to support him, and he did great. And here we are. We've all hoisted him up. Hook says, "My Jack," which Peter's like, "What? what? My, My Jack? Jack? What?" No. Peter Deflated. walks away from the game, dejected and sad, shedding pirate garb as he goes. Yeah. Well, I suppose we're like, "What happened? Where yeah. are you going? Come <laughs> back here." You, we didn't play the game. The the hook stealing. Oh, okay. Thing, you gotta get the thing. All right, back to the island. He is determined now to learn to fly. Yeah. He's climbing up on these like stacks, jumping off. Like a happy thought. Just one happy thought. Yeah. And one more. He jumps like he climbs really high, and then he's like, "Ah, better start small." And he like, <laughs> yeah. comes back down a little bit. But he still can't have a happy thought. So he's standing oh. there, and then Jack's a baseball. Yeah. Comes flying through the air and conks him on the head. Yep. That was in the air for a while. Quite some time, yes. Yeah, and he falls down and then he sees himself in the water. Yeah. But instead of his reflection, there's a little boy there. Yeah. And it's him. With crazy hair. Yeah. He's so cute. Uh Uh-huh. And he grabs the baseball and suddenly we see his shadow. Yep. Pointing and telling him where to go. Yeah. It's not good for an audio medium. Right. (laughs) That's what it looks like. It's, it looks like, uh, uh. <laughs> You get it. Yeah. So he goes over to this big tree trunk that looks like a man's face, and he pulls away a bunch of vines mm-hmm. and, like, shrubbery and stuff, and there's, like, this giant man's face on the side of this tree. Yeah. And, and there's, like, a big circle that has a bunch of names carved into it. It says Wendy, John, and Michael, mm-hmm. and Toodles, and Peter. Yeah. And so he's he's kind of, like, running his hand over it to feel the carvings. Yeah. And he pokes the pea. Yes. And it, like opens a door right yeah and then he so he climbs down in it yeah yeah i had forgotten about this part until it happened and then i was like oh yeah yeah same yeah yeah it leads to like the secret playhouse yes where tink is hanging out yeah she's standing on she's still her tiny little self she's standing on a chair but she's wearing this giant sparkly blue ball gown yeah and she has so much hair yeah. Where, where did she get this hair? I don't know, because she had, like, a little pixie cut before. Right. And I, now it she goes with the fit, I guess. Clearly. she goes back and forth. Has a bob. Whenever she's wearing this hair, it's, yeah. like, a lot of hair, like, all curled up on her head. Oh, yeah. She's, like, so. a Sims character, where you can, like, lock the yeah. hairstyles or unlock the hairstyles, and then you have a different hairstyle for outfit. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, cool. So she's a Sim. I get it. She looks beautiful. Yes. Um... She says, do you like my dress? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. What's the occasion? Yeah. She says, you are, Peter. It's a welcome home party. Yeah. Yeah, and he's looking around and touching things and kind of remembering things, and, and Tink tells him, 
that Hook burnt it when Peter didn't come back to Neverland. Yes. He he starts remembering. He says, this is Wendy's house. You know, Toodles and Nibs built it for her. Mm-hmm. And Wendy used to sleep over here. And Michael used to sleep over here. And John used to sleep over here. And yeah. he's just like, oh my god, I remember this place. And I remember Wendy used to sit in that chair and read us stories but it wasn't over there it was over here yeah she's just like yes 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 he finds his teddy bear yes in a bunch of blankets yes this is teddy and then he remembers his mom right my mom used to put it in the pram with Mm -hmm. me when i was a baby right and that's like yeah we get yeah we get like locked um a flashback to him as a baby yes it's him in his little pram with his little teddy bear and his little curly blonde hair being a small baby. Yeah, with a big old gap in his teeth. Yeah, so and cute. his mom is sitting on a bench talking to someone next to him. They're on top of a hill. Mm-hmm. And his mom is saying, you know, he's going to grow up. He's going to go to this school. He's going to do these things. He'll get married and he'll have his own kids. You know, like planning out Peter's life. Yeah, he's going to go to Oxford or Cambridge, whatever, like prestigious British right. school she wants to send him to. She's dressed like very old fashioned, too. So, yeah, I mean, we get Yeah, this, this looks very like, like Victorian era. Yeah. Yeah, super old. Um, But then the there's like a big gust of wind and the pram starts rolling away. Yeah. And it rolls off down this hill. And Peter's kind of explaining... You know, talking about his mom and the life that his mom kind of had set up for him. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, basically, like, when adults grow up, they don't have any fun anymore. Yeah, he was like... when you grow up, it means that one day you're going to die. Yeah, and he was like, I didn't want to grow up, so I ran away. I didn't... I didn't want to... I was afraid to die. Yeah. And so I didn't want that, so I ran away. But I'm like, but you were, like, an infant whose pram rolled down rolled a away hill. because of the wind like, yeah he definitely does not have the cognizance to run away at this age right and then when they see him later he says so i ran away and he's like his pram is knocked over he's laying on the ground with his teddy bear in the yeah. rain and tank like comes and saves him but like he's a baby oh yeah he's very small he for sure did not run away no so i don't i don't know what happened there where like the narrative and like the flashback don't match up yeah it doesn't make any sense but anyway so then we see tinkerbell and he says tink you found me and you took me to neverland which i'm like tinkerbell just straight up stole a baby yeah she was like, like we need more kids a baby in neverland was missing Ooh, i wonder if there should be an alternate version of the story like tinkerbell's origin story where Ooh. it's just because like where did she come from and what is she doing and why is she always with the lost boys she must go to the real world and steal babies yeah she's also, actually like some sort of evil fairy how did peter grow up to be not a baby yeah like why did he stop at a certain age if she stole him at a baby the only thing because he says you took me to neverland you took me to Neverland. You taught me how to fly. Yeah. Which is interesting that she would only teach one lost boy how to fly. I have that same question later, too. Unless he's the first one. Oh. Maybe. Interesting. Because um, he is the leader. So if he was the first one there, and then more orphan children came and he took care of them. Um, the only thing that I could think, because he goes on to explain, he says, you know, I did still miss my family and I mm-hmm. missed my mom, so I would fly back to London sometimes to see them. Yeah. But I, I got there and um, there was they had another baby. Yeah. The window was locked. Which yeah. I'm like, it's cold, man. Just knock. People usually lock their windows. Knock on the window. And when mom it's will cold. be like, oh my God, that's my kit. She'd be yeah. so happy to see you. Like, but he just gives up. It's like fucking Jane Eyre. Yeah. She's, he's like, they had another baby. They replaced me. They, they don't need me. me. Yeah. Yeah. 
But so the only thing that I can think of is that maybe in his returns to London is when he would age. Oh, maybe. Because he he says, you know, oh, it would fly back all the time. Yeah. And then at a certain point. If he stayed and hung out, I guess. Yeah. But he only came for like short periods of time and he would like go get Wendy and John and Michael and take them to Neverland. Right. So maybe he just like aged. But even still, when he flew back as a baby. No. When did he come back? (laughs) It's just very strange. Because the first time they show him coming back and seeing his parents, he's like five. Right. As opposed to the tiny baby that we saw earlier. So. The the timeline doesn't make sense, and yeah, like how can you do you reach a certain age? Yeah, and then age you stop. All? Yeah, what, what? I don't know. But anyway, so he says. Anyway, is Tinkerbell Pennywise? <laughs> we all Maybe. float down here. Ooh, anyway, so since Peter says that window was close to me, so I went to find other windows that were open. Yes, and that is how he met Wendy. Yes. He flew in a window and is trying to catch his shadow, and his uh-huh. shadow keeps tricking him, and he falls down, and he's kind of crying about it, because he's frustrated, uh-huh. which wakes up Wendy, who is played by tiny Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh-huh, and she says, boy, just like in the play that we saw at the beginning, yes. boy, why are you crying? Yeah. And he says, which I love, I just love this line, where he says, I was crying because I couldn't get my shadow. Also, I wasn't crying. Yes. <laughs> well, which is it? Very cute. Yes, but so she helps him out. She rejoins him with his shadow. He says, let me take you to Neverland. We all know the story. Yes. So every, I think he sort of says every spring, but he just says he returns in the spring. He would go back to yeah. the house, to the darling home, mm-hmm. get Wendy and the boys and take them to Neverland. But then he would like stay away longer and longer. And one day he comes back and Wendy was old. Yep. She says, I'm an old lady now, Peter. I don't yep. know how to fly anymore. I've forgotten how to fly. I have children. They have children. That's my granddaughter, Moira, in the bed right over there. Yeah. And Peter's like, oh. You know, I just realized that the the last time that he does come back and decide to stay, she looks like 90. Yeah. But she could have only been probably like 60. I think she, in that moment, is just regular old Maggie Smith with no, like, makeup and stuff. Oh, okay. Maggie Smith is just an old lady. Like, I know. She just looks old. But she always has. Yeah, she just looked like her... Yeah, her present day self, but because you know he's only like what thirteen. Yeah, and so is Moira. Yeah, so. But yeah, she says that's her. Yeah. In the bed there, and so he goes over to her, and he's like just smitten. Yeah, and Wendy is like, "No, don't wake her up. I don't want her to be sad that she can't keep you." Yeah, because he says, "I'm gonna give her a kiss," and she's like, "No, no symbols, no kisses, no tricks, no buttons, no nothing. Leave her alone." Yeah. He's like, "No, I'm gonna give her like a real kiss, like I." love her i'm like she ain't even awake dude yeah calm down right calm down but i guess don't kiss sleeping people into it (laughs) that's weird it is uh but it's a classic tale so we're gonna let it slide uh he says you know what no i'm gonna stay i do want to grow up with her Mm -hmm. and peter smooches moira and tinkerbell is watching you know and she's very sad she looks so sad and then Back to the present day, where mm-hmm. adult Peter is in the playhouse, and Tinkerbell's looking like she's going to the ball. She's yeah. like, I can see why you have trouble finding a happy thought, Peter. So many sad memories. And then he is looking at the teddy bear, and he says, oh, not Taddy. Daddy. Yeah. I wanted to be a daddy. Yeah. And that part gave me chills. I know. Because it, it flashes to when Moira hands him Jack right as he's born. Mm-hmm. And he just looks so happy. Like, yes. this is 
this is his life's fulfillment. Yes. This is the reason to grow up. She says, Peter, you're a daddy. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm a daddy. And, and we, we cut back to him. I this one right now. Oh. <laughs> we cut back to him and he's like ten feet above there. Yeah. He's like, that's my happy thought. And he like is like, oh shit. Oh, lost it. <laughs> <laughs> he almost falls, but then he stops himself. Yep. He can fly now. Yeah. He's, he's zooming around. He's zooming around. He must have changed clothes at some point because now he's wearing his little Peter Pan outfit. Yes. And his hair is all stuck up and all messy and everywhere. And it's so cute. And I love it so much. Yeah. He's flying around. All the lost boys see him. They're just like, yes. Yes. They're all so happy. Yep. There are so many cool set elements. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole movie just looks so good. Yes. I just love it. Yeah, it's super cool. But one of the things that you notice here, it, it might have been visible earlier when they show the entirety of the Island of Neverland, but yeah. this is the first time that I noticed it. Yeah. Is the same thing that they do in the cartoon where you can see the compass rose in the ocean. Oh, the because it it's be in a like on a map. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love I that. Just, it looks so good. Yeah. Yeah, Peter <laughs> flying around, you see the whole island. He flies by and cuts Rufio's belt and his pants fall down. Yeah. Which he's just wearing tights, but Right. Um, then he, like, schools all the kids at basketball. Mm-hmm. This is the part where I was like, is he the only one that can fly? Yeah. And I guess so. Yeah. That w- that's what makes him Peter Pan. I mean, right. That's what, you know. Yeah. He's in charge. Right. For that reason. So Rufio comes at him with a sword, yep. but he stops and yeah. kneels down and passes it to Peter. Yeah. Offers it up and says, you are the Pam. Yeah. And then he draws the line in the dirt with his very real, very sharp sword. And everybody runs over onto his side, and Rufio walks up to him, and Rufio just looks so stoked. Yeah, you know. So maybe Rufio was trying to help earlier. Yeah, I mean, he really wanted just like to a be tough Peter love. Pan, yeah. yeah, it was just being tough. But they are so stoked. Rufio says, "You can fly, you can fight, and you can crow." And really, before he gets crow out, Peter just goes, <laughs> and "They're all just like, yeah, they're so stoked." Which that what that it's not hard to do. I just did it. You got to do it correctly, though. Did I not? No. Oh. You're not the pan. What about I'm not the pan? I can't fight. Can't fly. For this part though, with the the swelling music, all the kids cheering, everyone crying. Oh wait, that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Um Yeah, everyone's happy, especially Peter. Yeah. Who has suddenly forgotten entirely why he's there yeah because he's reverted all the way back to being a kid again yep he can't find the balance between like holding his childhood and his adulthood in his mind at the same time it's a lot yeah and he he goes and talks to tinkerbell mm-hmm. yeah he's just like in her little house and he's like hey tinker you in there you know like what's up let's go have some fun let's go do this thing you know yeah we, don't we, we always have the best adventures yeah yeah and she's very sad. She's got his, like, ID and his credit card. Yeah. And some of his change, like, all up on her wall, like, oh, no. it's art. And she's sitting there very sad. And she says, don't you remember your next big adventure, Peter, to go save your kids? Yeah, and he says, Peter Pan's got kids? Right. He doesn't remember at all. Yeah. And this scene is very strange. Yeah, she, she is really sad. Yes. About everything. Yes. And so she wishes herself to be big. Yes. And she's in her ball gown again. Right. There's a lot of, like, lights and sparks, and then she explodes. She's a regular... He says, you're humongous. Yeah. And she... You broke your house. She goes, whoop! I did it. <laughs> yeah, she says, this is the only wish I've ever made for myself. Yeah. This is the b- biggest feeling I've ever had. And now I'm finally big enough to feel it. <laughs> it's just the whole thing. It's so cute, and I feel bad for her, but also I'm like, I guess maybe it's 
she wants him to stay the way that he is. Yeah. Because then they could go on living their lives the way they used to, and she could be in love with him, and she could be happy. Yeah. But she knows that she is obligated to remind him why he's there. Yeah. But she just kind of goes back and forth, where she's like, don't you remember why we're here? But then she gets big enough so that they, she can smooch him and tell him tells him that she loves him. Yeah. Which, that's kind of, I'm like, you could have kept that to yourself, I I guess. wonder if part of it is that, like, she isn't, she is older than all the Lost Boys. Yeah. And now they're closer in age. Yeah. And now he's back. You know, and she thought that she had lost him forever, and now he's back, and he's an adult, and he remembers who he was, you yeah. know, and so she's kind of has this, like, fleeting hope yeah, that this means it'll all work out for the two of them together. I guess, but she's also like, don't you remember why you're here to save your kids? Yeah. It's Wh- like... Which I think bums her out. Yeah. But then she says, I love you, Peter Pan, and then she kisses him, and he says, I love... And she's like, yeah. And he says, more. And she's like, uh huh. But he's like, Moira. I love yeah. Moira. And my kids. I love Jack. I gotta save my kids. And she's like, motherfucker. I know. But I'm like, not two seconds ago, you were like, hey, remember how you have kids and you have to save them? Yeah. So it's just, it feels clumsy, I guess. Yeah, I think Robin Williams just wanted to kiss Julia Roberts. Who doesn't? Right. But anyway, he does remember. Yep. He's like, I have to go save my kids. And so she, she says, just... you silly ass, go! Go! <laughs> you silly ass. Apparently, Tinkerbell calls Peter Pan a silly ass a lot in the books. Aww. So that's like a little... Like, yeah, that's sweet. A little yeah. nod. Uh-huh. So the Lost Boys are getting ready to fight. Yes. This scene is so silly. It's so cute. They're like... They just have like... like curtains of bamboo and they jump through it. So suddenly yeah. they're wearing like armor on their uh-huh. bodies. Or it's like strung up in cobwebs and they jump through. Yeah. Just all of these things. And it's like, it's Super so adorable. whimsical. And exactly what I was just going to say. Yeah, they're painting bright colors. Yes. And knowing that in like <sighs> 10 minutes from now, Rufio is going to die is just like, it makes it so... It hurts so much. I know, because they are getting ready to battle. Yes. But they're children. They're children. And they're going about preparing for this battle in a silly, childlike way. Yes. But they're going to go fight with real adults with real weapons. Yes. I know. And it's just like, God, fuck. (laughs) It got me. Yeah, so... So then we see Jack. Yeah, back on the ship. On the boat. He's dressed like a teeny tiny Captain Hook. Yeah, he has the jacket, he has the wig, he has the hat. Yep, down to it. I mean, only he's got two hands. That's really the only right. difference. A hook is going to pierce his ear. Yeah. With his own hook. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's so big. Like, you could take the boy's ear right off. Yeah, he probably would. But <gasps> before this can happen, yeah. Peter Pan has arrived. Yes, he has. He flies up to the sail and cuts a very detailed Peter Pan shape out <laughs> like of the, the sail. The fringe and everything. I know. And yeah. The, the holes in between his arms where his hands are on his hips. And it flutters down and he's like, it's me, what is that? And he holds it up and he's like, it's Peter Pan. Yeah. Peter Pan flies through the hole in the sail that he has cut. Mm-hmm. There he is. He's ready. He's ready to fight. Yeah. Hook says, how did you ever fit into those tights again, Peter? <laughs> Which I think eating imaginary food for three days is uh, probably a great way to slim down. Yeah, absolutely. Very effective diet. Yeah. Not recommended. No. So Peter flies up to Jack and he says, come with me, Jack. Let's go home. Yeah. Well, first Jack says, who is that? Yeah. He doesn't remember him. Yeah. And Hook's like, it's Peter Pan. Yeah. But Jack's like, oh, tight. You know, yeah. he knows who Peter Pan is. But right. Does not recognize the face. Well, he's also forgotten home. Yes. Yeah. So even if it was his like 
old dad. Right. He probably I don't, wouldn't know. Yeah, I still don't think he would recognize yeah. him. Yeah, so Peter flies up and he says, come with me, Jack, let's go home. And Jack takes a step back and he says, I am home. Yeah. Ouch. And so Hook and Peter draw swords. Uh-huh. And Peter says, dark and sinister man, have at thee. Yeah. And Hook is very excited to fight him now. Yes, this is what he wanted. He yeah. wanted Peter Pan with the fucking hair and the tights and the sword and the hair and the fuck he's doing it. Yeah. Ah! But Peter does like a, uh, they fight for a little bit and then he does a backflip. Yeah. Off of the quarterdeck. Yeah. Into the crowd of pirates and is all fighting them and pushing them down. Yeah. And he says, hey, Jack. <laughs> I finally found my happy thought. <laughs> and then he flies up and looks at Jack and he says, it was you. Oh. Jack's like, wait a minute. That's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> but he hates to fly. I know. It's so cute. The look on his face. He's like, whoa, holy shit. There's so much going on. A lot, lot to unpack here. Yeah. But Hook unties a net, drops from the sail. Mm-hmm. Onto Peter. Why do they keep that like, net up there? It's rude. Drags it for this very purpose. I know. Drags him down onto the deck. Mm-hmm. But at this point, Peter says, Bang a ring! Yeah, and all the lost boys descend on the ship! Like, like all the, lo- like, hundreds. Like, where did these children come from? Yeah. Where do they sleep? <laughs> where do they eat? Like, where do they go? Yeah. But there's a lot of them. There are a lot, and they swing from a different deck onto the ship. Yeah, some of them are doing that other ones are like on a paddle boat yeah like coming over Did and some of them get flung in a catapult yes yeah there's just lost boys coming from every angle why is this movie so good it's so good but they come over and they start taking out pirates yeah and they're all fighting and rufio and peter are back to back and then they turn and cross swords and realize that they're you know each Who other are, yeah and so they crow together yeah and i'm crying about it yeah <sighs> so peter says lost boys form ranks yes Captain hook also says pirates form ranks yes peter says get ready to show them the white light we're made of boys hook and hook says, says remember the fires of hell that forged you yes this is dope yes the kids are fighting with mirrors that they use yeah. to blind them they have a chicken hat yes full <laughs> of eggs gun. Yeah, it's chicken like hat gun. But I just love that the chicken is still on top of it. Yeah, like we'll just she's just gonna keep laying eggs. Make yeah, new ammunition as they go. Yep, they have guns that shoot marbles for them to slip and fall. Uh-huh. They throw rotten tomatoes at all of them. Uh-huh. Hook's face, <laughs> he's just like in disbelief. Right, it's like, it's like what? Uh, what? These silly children are taking out my men. I know. Uh, Thudbutt yells. Thud ball mm. pulls his legs up, up, his to his up to his shoulders. Ears, yeah. Just turns himself into a giant ball, goes rolling around, knocking pirates around. Yeah. This is really the only point where I was like, this is so cheesy. Yeah, it looks really fake. The whole thing's cheesy. That li- I was just like, okay. But it's yeah. still, I mean, I'm not mad. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Hook says, Smee, do something intelligent. Yeah. So Smee just runs into the captain's quarters and it's just like, what about Smee? What about Smee? But Smee's me! And he just starts stealing shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just, it's just like shoving it down his pants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we see Jack, who's still standing on the quarterdeck, just mm. clearly kind of like almost coming to his senses and yeah. starting to like rethink things. Like he's looking at Hook. Yeah. He's looking at Peter. He's yeah. looking at Hook. He's looking at the clothes he's wearing. He's like feeling his hat and his wig. And he's just kind of like almost coming out of yes. this fog. What is, what am I doing? Yeah. And Maggie and some other kids are, like, up higher in the ship, and they're trying to escape out a window. Uh-huh. And then we see Rufio 
heading towards Hook to fight him. Yep. But Peter, like, stops him. He says, no, the old man is mine. Yes. But just then, we hear Maggie, she's stuck her head out the window, and she's like, Jack, come save me. Right. And Peter hears her, so he's like, oh shit, Maggie. Yeah. And he flies off to save her, mm-hmm. leaving Rufio with Hook, which Rufio is very delighted about. Yes. Yeah, he looks at Hook and is just like, yeah, let's do it, old man. They're both stoked. They both have been waiting for a long time to fight each other. Yeah. Hook is just like, Rufio. Rufio. And then... <laughs> Peter Pan flies through the window where Maggie is. Uh-huh. A pirate, like, accosts him. Yes. And then he says, wait, ain't you Peter Pan? And then he just jumps out of the window. He's yeah. <laughs> like, nope. ah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, so Maggie is still like, Jack, Jack. But then she sees Peter Pan mm-hmm. and she's like, daddy. And yeah. She goes, wait, daddy? Peter Pan's my dad? It's so cute. Her little face. So cute. Yeah, there's another pirate kind of trying to fight him, and he pushes a statue on top of him, and he grabs Maggie, and he says, I'll never lose you again. <laughs> Just a little ding. Just a little t- tiny beep. Just a little beep. The Lost Boys are have definitely got the upper hand on yeah. the pirates. They yell, Lost Boys, we got him on the run! Yeah, and the pirates are starting to surrender. Yep, they hand over all their weapons, hilt first. Mm-hmm, but Hook and, and Rufio are still fighting. Yes. Rufio thinks he's winning. He says, looky, looky, I got hooky. And then Hook fucking stabs him in the heart. Yep. As Peter is, like, trying to fly there to get to him. I was really worried. I knew that Rufio died. Yeah. I was really worried it was going to be, like, a Romeo and Juliet situation where Mercutio gets stabbed because Romeo distracts him. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, kind of Romeo's fault. Yeah. I was really worried that that was going to happen in this situation. Mm-hmm. Soup's grateful that it was not. Yes. It's full of, Peter is nowhere near them. You know, no. He's trying to come help, but he's not like, Rufio, he doesn't distract him or anything. Yeah. It's literally just, they are sword fighting and Hook just wins this fight. Yes. Unfortunately, it ends with Rufio getting stabbed, but at least it's not Peter Pan's fault. Right. And then Peter does get to him right at the last second, catches him before he falls. And yes. as he's dying, he says, you know what I wish? I wish I had had a dad like you. <laughs> and then he dies and then jack is standing there watching all this happen and he just says oh dad i'm sorry no i know god i have i would like to have some words <laughs> with whomever crying in the cave wrote this jack says dad i want to go home he yeah. pulls off his wig and his hat because it's just one piece. It's one piece, yeah. So Peter goes over and picks him up. Yeah. But Hook says, what about my fight? <laughs> he goes, why are you going? Like, it's yeah. so, like, small. You know, he's not, like, yelling. He's not, he's just like, wait, wait hang on. This is, we were in the middle of something. He's so quiet. He's just an old man. Yeah, and, and Peter's carrying the kids off towards the Lost Boys, and Maggie looks at Hook and says, you need a mother very, very badly. You know. But so then Hook remembers that he is, in fact, a fearsome pirate. And he goes walking after him and says, where are you going? And he says, Peter, I swear to you, wherever you go, wherever you are, I vow there will always be daggers bearing notes signed James Hook. They will be flung at the doors of your children's children's children. Do you hear me? So, so Peter's like, hey, you want to fucking fight? We're going to fight. Yeah, we're going to fucking fight. Here we go. Let's do it. So they're kind of like in the middle of it. They're not on the ship. They're kind of like in the town. Yeah. Now. Because they've gone down the gangplank yeah 
And Hook says, prepare to die, Peter. And Peter says, to die would be a great adventure. Yes. And they fight. Yep. Sword fight. The Lost Boys come try to help, but he's like, no, 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 no. It's just me and him. Yeah. It's me and this old man. Peter says, you know, I remember you being a lot bigger. And Hook says, to a ten-year-old, I'm huge. <laughs> That's very cute. Yeah. Um, but they're all they're all kind of following them. Even yeah. The fight is just between the two of them. They're all following them as they, as they go around. And at one point, Hook, like... Gets him up, you know, against the ropes, metaphorically. Has him mm. pushed down and has is, like, sharpening his hook on that, like, grindstone thing that we yeah. saw earlier. Yeah, And he tells him, you know, you're not really Peter Pan, right? Like, you know that. This is all just a bad dream. Mm-hmm. You'll wake up and you'll just be Peter Banning, a sad old alcoholic man who's obsessed with success and hides from his wife and children. But then the Lost Boys are all standing there. Yeah. And they're all like, I believe in you, Peter. And then his yeah. kids are like, I believe in you. And then Tinkerbell flies up and she's like, I believe it's just like <sighs> I know and it you know as Hook is trying to wear him down you can see in his eyes that it's kind of working yeah he's starting to doubt himself yeah and then everybody gives him this like boost of confidence and he just like that's enough yep. to give him the upper hand again and push him off of him yeah and they fight some more mm-hmm. and then he gets Hook on the ground and takes his sword yep but he gives it back right because it's bad form to just take it Right. You know, so he's like, fair fight. yeah, he's we like, want wanna... it to be a fair fight. Yeah, I'm not trying to disarm but as you. But he's handing it back. Yeah. A hook slashes him. Right. And he starts bleeding. With his, yeah, reaches up. Jack yells, bad form! Yeah. So then they get into, like, they keep fighting down to the town square. Mm-hmm. But when they get there, the Lost Boys are all armed with ticking clocks. So yeah. They just hold them up. Uh-huh. And Hook's like, oh, shit! And it drives him a little bit insane. Yeah. He's running around. He's kind of losing it. Yeah. Peter does some flourishing where he like gets Hook's wig and hat off yes. and flies through the air and lands perfectly on Too Small. Yes. <laughs> the wig is like as big as he is. I know. And he falls down. Hook falls down to one knee. Yeah. And we see he's just a sad old bald man. Sad. He has wispy gray hair. Yeah. He's balding. And now his big black eyebrows look very silly because it's just like so gray. And he says, oh, you do it. Good form, Peter. I have fallen. Give me my dignity. You took my hand. You owe me something. And he does. He goes over and gets his wig and puts it back on him. But he's, Peter says, you killed Rufio. You kidnapped my children. You deserve to die. Mm-hmm. But then Maggie says, come on. Let's just go home. He's yeah. just a mean old man without a mommy. Yes. And as he's walking away, Hook stands up and he says, good form, Jack. After all... What would the world be like without Captain Hook? Uh-huh. And Peter's like, look, you gotta go. I want you to leave. I want you to never return. Mm-hmm. I want to hear the name Captain Hook around these parts. Yep. I will know. I'll come back and kick your ass. Yep. Get out of town. And Hook's like, sure, sure. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so then Peter puts his sword away, and they start walking away, and Hook attacks him again, and he says, fools, Captain Hook is Neverland. <sighs> he goes to, like, he's got his hook. Yeah. hit him with it. Yep. But... Tinkerbell flies in, grabs the hook, stops him. Mm-hmm. She goes, Peter time. She grabs his hook, grabs his arm, yeah. shoves the hook into the belly of the crocodile because they've like backed up against it. Yeah, the big croc in the middle of town with the clock in its mouth. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and then something very strange happens. Yeah, we get this like, like a bunch of fog comes out of the yeah. croc's belly and it's it like starts green. yeah making like groaning noises uh-huh. and all of the scaffolding that's holding it up starts falling off right 
Hook, like, manages to free himself, stumbles, tries to get away, finally, finally stands up right as the crocodile falls mouth first on him. Mm-hmm. And it just devours him whole. Yep. And we just hear, like, a bunch of groaning, and there's a bunch of dust. And then when the dust clears, there's nothing. And, and the like, crocodile burps. Yeah. Yeah. One of the kids, either Too Small or Latch Boy, like, comes and looks in the mouth, and he's just like, he's gone. It's like, wasn't the crocodile dead? Yes. But... He was defeated by his own fear. I guess. It's a magical land. Bang a ring! Woo! They're all excited. They're running around. And for a moment, it feels like he's completely forgotten his kids again. Yeah, he's like celebrating with the Lost Boys, and Jack and Maggie are kind of just like hanging back. Yeah, standing there holding hands, looking very sadly at him. He runs around the crocodile, sees Jack and Maggie, and then it's like he remembers, but he kind of looks sad. One of the Lost Boys says, what's wrong, Peter? And he says, I can't stay and play. I have to go home. Yeah. You know, I, I came here to, I did what I came here to do, and now I have to go home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe, maybe, like, I get to go home? Or, so he just sounds kind of sad. Yeah. The way that he's, like, looking at his kids, and he's like, I can't stay and play. And it's just like, but you just saved the, I don't know. It's just the battle that's going on in his brain. Right, yeah. Like adult responsible Peter Banning, who loves his children very much. Yeah. And Peter Pan, who is a child and wants to stay and play forever. Right. Needed very delicate hands here in this situation mm. to not make Jack and Maggie feel bad, and I don't think they did it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. But Tink sprinkles Jack and Maggie with pixie dust and mm-hmm. tells them they just have to have a happy thought. Yeah. And Maggie says, Mommy! Right. <laughs> But and Jack then, says, yeah. my dad, Peter Pan. That's so cute. So he sends them off. He says, I'll be right behind you. They yeah. go flying off towards home. And he turns to some of the Lost Boys. They're not all yeah, they're, standing. Yeah, there are like 10 of them there. The other 150 have already gone home. Right. So he's, he floats back down to tell everyone bye. Uh-huh. And I think it's too small. Says, what's goodbye? Yeah. And one of the other boys says, he's leaving and forgetting about us all over again. Yeah. He says, no, I'm not forgetting about you. I can never forget you. Yeah. Now he wants to know, who do I leave in charge? So he pulls his sword out, points the hilt towards this group of boys standing here, and very slowly, like, pans down. <laughs> just sort of, you know, pointing yeah. it at each one of them, and they're all like, uh, maybe me, maybe yeah. me, back and forth. Where he finally points it at Thudbutt. And he's like, <gasps> takes it. Yeah. Peter says, I want you to take care of everyone who's smaller than you. Yeah. And then Too Small says, then who do I look after? He says, never bugs. Little ones. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, this scene, it's really cute. Yes. And there's like heartfelt, like swelling music in the background. Yes. It's a very sincere goodbye. Yeah. Oh, but I don't know. Watching it as an adult now, it just felt really dark for yeah. a minute of like, these kids are suspended in time forever. They're just going to look like this forever. Yeah. It's such a... I don't know. It just gave me such a weird feeling. Yeah. Of thinking of, like, him going back to, like, the real world, quote unquote, and these kids are just, like, they're just going to keep doing the things that they've always done. Like, they're trapped in this, like, cycle of... Right. Of adventure. Yeah. You know, but they've been doing it for hundreds of years. Yeah. How long have they been here? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You gotta wonder how old are these kids... Yeah, and it's strange for him to just drop in and out when when they're like these background characters almost, you know, but they do have their 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 own tiny people, like they're yeah. they're real people. I don't know. It just made me feel weird. Yeah. Yeah. And now they don't even have Rufio. Yeah. 
Well, do you want to hear something that will make this scene cuter? Yes, please. Only Robin Williams and Steven Spielberg knew who he was going to hand the sword to. So all of their reactions are genuine because they were all genuinely hoping it would be them. That's so cute. I know. Ah, (laughs) I love that. I know. (sighs) I guess they could leave if they wanted to. I mean, Toodles left. You know, he was a lost boy and he left. So if they really were like, hey, we don't want to be here anymore. We want to grow up. He could take them. Yeah. Find them homes. Yeah, that's true. So maybe they just want to stay there. Peter Pan flies off, uh-huh. and we see Moira sleep in the nursery. She's yeah. sleeping in the rocking chair, uh-huh. and Jack and Maggie fly in through the window. Yep. And they look at her, and they kind of recognize her. Yeah. Jack and, says, I know her. And Maggie says, she looks like an angel. Yeah. She says, let's not wake her yet. So they get in bed and get under the covers. You pull them all the way up over their head. Yeah. And then she wakes up, and she's sees that the window is open so she goes to close it she looks at their beds but she doesn't see that they're in there yeah and then wendy walks in and she's like oh my gosh have you have you been awake all night which no she just woke up it's okay right but you know she's just like have you been in here waiting and she's just she says you know sometimes i want them to be home so badly i imagine that they're here in their beds i imagine yeah. that i actually see them yeah and then they sit up and they pull their covers up and yeah. they're like mommy and she's like oh shit <laughs> you know, oh my god, it's them, and she's just like, oh, it's so cute. Yeah, because she's freaking out, and Wendy's like so happy that they're there, and they're happy, and they're all been hugging, and it's very sweet. <laughs> my only complaint about this whole scene, yes, is that when she's asleep in the rocking chair, this very obviously fake leaf blows yeah. in and lands on her, uh-huh. which is fine, but she holds it, yeah, through the whole scene. Even when she's hugging her two kids, yeah, she's holding it in her hand. Oh, and I'm like, what well, is the it, leaf about? Down? Yeah, I mean, she's just maybe just so distracted that she doesn't even realize it's still in her hand, right? And if it were a real leaf, okay, but yeah. it's just so, so obviously like one that you get at the craft store. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, I don't understand. Okay, I don't know if it's supposed to be a reference to something. Like they were like intentionally like, please hold on to it. Yeah, I don't know. It was just very like distracting. Huh. But anyway, Peter is asleep in the snow beneath the statue of Peter Pan. Yep. Again, in the snow. Why did this all have to take place in the snow? There's no reason. It could have just as easily been in spring. No, it's cold. There's just snow everywhere. Everybody's cold. Why? It would have made more sense if the window was open in this. Also, especially because he explains that he always came in the spring. Yep. And why the snow? I don't know. And Jack's playing baseball, so if it had been spring, that would have made more sense too. Yeah. it, It. it gives this implication that it's like a Christmassy movie. It's not a Christmas movie because you don't get the like. They're, they show no things. Christmas stuff. Except for that they're playing the Santa series. Right. So it's near Christmas. Yeah, but when even when they're in London, there aren't like Christmas decorations. There's not like a Christmas tree in the house. No. It could have been any time. Yeah, that they is They could have made it not the Santa series and they could have just made it the end of the season. Yeah, just like a championship game. Made it more of a big game yeah. for him to miss. It's just so weird that it takes place in the snow. That is bizarre. The dog's outside. This is all of it. Yeah. It don't make no sense. You're right. Anyway. I hate this movie now. (laughs) Just kidding. So yeah, he's in a park asleep in the snow Mm -hmm. underneath a statue of Peter Pan. Yes. He hears like some tinkling noises Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, Tinkerbell. He sits up. He sees Smee? Yeah. Question mark? It is. It's me, and he's, like, pushing a push broom and cleaning up some glass bottles, and that's what the tinkling noise is. Yeah. And he looks at him. Trouble with the missus? Yeah. Gonna be in more trouble by the time you get home. Yeah. It's like, 
I I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, I know. I don't know if this is to imply that it didn't all happen. Yeah, even if the implication is that Smee ran away from Neverland because he was trying to take care of himself. Yeah. Because Captain Hook was dead. One, I mean, he's the captain now, so why wouldn't you hang back and be the captain? Right. But two, well, he already got a job. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> like also he went to the real he, world. He stole a bunch of gold. Yeah. So he, I don't think that he would be in the real world pushing a broom. Right. With all that gold he had in his pants. No. Yeah, it's, I don't. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what the like little like yeah, nod I don't, to. I don't get it either. Anyway, but Tink is there. Yes, and she she has the best lines in this movie. She does. She says, "Say it, Peter. Say it and mean it." He says, I believe in fairies. She says, you remember that place between sleep and awake? The place where you still remember dreaming? That's where I'll always love you, Peter Pan. That's where I'll be waiting. <sighs> and she flies away. Yep. And so Peter runs back to the house, jumps over the fence into the backyard, full on crawls into the doghouse to smooch the dog a Yeah. Bunch. Says, Nana! <laughs> he hears his cell phone ringing, which he's like, Tinkerbell? And I'm like, you just saw her, dude. She just flew off. Like, yeah, she already said bye. She said bye. But he digs it up. It's his phone. He says, Brad, hi. And he's like, You only oh, hear man. his side of the conversation. Right. Yeah. And he's just like, Oh, Lost Boys, Pirates, Indians, Mermaids, Jim Hook, go to the death. I'll tell you all about it when I got time. But now I got a client of drain pipe. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, Why? Because I don't, I don't, I ran out of pixie dust. Yeah. He's just like, And he hangs up. And he's like, Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and he starts climbing this drain pipe up to the window to the nursery where he sees everybody and he mm-hmm. says maggie Moore, jack bangs on the window jack sees him runs over he says do you have an appointment <laughs> which i liked yes and but then jack opens the window for him and he says what did i tell you about this window oh he's leaving open and he picks him up and spins him around and they're laughing and happy and moira turns around and looks at him yeah. And they look at each other, and he looks at Moira like it's the first time he's seeing her. Yeah. And this made me cry. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so sweet and sincere, because it's like he's remembering Yeah. why he, like, fell in love with her. Why he left Neverland. Yeah. You know, this, like, fantastical land of adventures where you never grow up and you get to be a kid and do whatever you want all the time. He left that for this person. Yeah. And he's remembering it now yeah. in this moment. And he feels it's it. It's for these people. Yeah. It's for Moira and my children. The children that we had together. Yeah. Sad. But happy. <sighs> yes, exactly. It's just so so much happy crying and Wendy is there and she's happy and then Toodles shows up and he's like, oh, Toodles, I believe these belong to you. Yeah, he had Toodles marbles like hanging around his neck in the little bag and he hands them to him. Yep. He's like, see, I didn't lose them. Yeah, see? my marbles. They're here. My marbles. My happy thoughts. Yeah. And then he dumps it out on his head and is full of pixie dust and he just flies off out the window. Yeah, I imagine he's going to Neverland. Well, because we see him too. He flies in the sky towards yeah, the right and then heads off towards the right. Yeah. So, second start of the right and straight on till morning. Yep. But it's, do you always have to leave at night? It's still dawn. You can still see the stars. How long? But if it's straight on until morning, that's how you know how long how to fly. Oh. If you leave in the morning. Oh, no. Maybe he'll just get there really fast. (laughs) This is the way to get there really fast. Yeah. So they're all standing there in the window watching him go. Wendy says, so your adventures are over. He says, oh, no. To live. To live would be an awfully big adventure. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. The end. The end. Yee. Woo. It's so good. So good. It's so good. 
So I don't have to ask, but is it a replay or a rewind? Replay! Obviously. Did it make you cry? <laughs> so much. <laughs> so this movie came out December 11th, 1991. It will be 30 years old this December. Fuck me. Yeah. Maybe that's why they made it Christmassy, because it was coming around around near Christmas. Yeah. So I don't everybody know. was already in a Christmas Eve mood. Yeah. But I don't know. They just don't make it Christmassy enough. Yeah. To matter. Yeah. To warrant open windows and snow. Yeah. But anyway, tell me about it. So it had a budget of $70 million. Mm-hmm. It made $300.9 million. Hell yeah. So knocked great it out of the park. Success. It did great. Uh, it has a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wrong. From the critics. No. Bunch of hacks. Yeah. There's a 76% audience score. Even that's not enough. Not high enough, but 29? That's shitty. It is shitty. I've um, never seen a good movie. It's fine. It's very strange how much critics don't like it. So I've got some reviews for it. Um, Tell Roger us. Ebert says, I forget how many stars he gave it. I think two. But he says, the sad thing about the screenplay for Hook is that it's so correctly titled. This whole construction is really nothing more than a hook on which to hang a new version of the Peter Pan story. No effort is made to involve Peter's magic in the changed world he now inhabits, and little thought has been given to Captain Hook's extraordinary persistence in wanting to revisit the events of the past. The failure in Hook is its inability to reimagine the material, to find something new, fresh, or urgent to do with the Peter Pan myth. Lacking that, Spielberg should simply have remade the original straight for this generation. Wrong. No. 100% wrong. Yeah. Peter doesn't use his magic in the new world that he inhabits because he forgets that he is Peter Pan. Captain Hook wants to revisit the past because that's his whole thing have you ever seen any peter pan story all captain hook wants to do is get revenge on peter pan for feeding his hand to a crocodile yeah that's the story that's his character what do you mean inability to reimagine the material it's different he's an adult now yeah he has to remember the magic of being a child it's what you idiot i don't get it no ebert you're weird sometimes i I can't i can't with you it's true a bunch of people peter travers of rolling stone magazine felt it would quote only appeal to the baby boomer generation wrong and highly criticized (laughs) the sword fighting choreography what gives a shit yeah vincent canby of new york times felt the story structure was not well balanced feeling spielberg depended too much on art direction no it's a beautiful movie what do you mean i know how dare hal henson of the washington post is one of the only people who gave it a positive review saying that it had like good like the crucial themes of children adulthood and the loss of innocence yeah however he said that spielberg was stuck too much in a theme park world no I the world is cool fantastical yeah unfortunately steven spielberg also agrees with this oh he doesn't particularly like this movie either why so in an entertainment weekly interview that he did in 2011 he said there are parts of hook that i love i'm really proud of my work right up through peter being hauled off in the parachute out the window heading for neverland I'm a little less proud of the Neverland sequences because I'm uncomfortable with that highly stylized world that today, of course, I would probably have done with live action character work inside a completely digital set. No, I don't want that. Build a fucking puppet. Build the set. Do it. No. But we didn't have the technology to do it then, and my imagination only went as far as building physical sets and trying to paint trees blue and red. Which, I I mean, I 100% disagree with. Oh yeah, me too. It looks amazing. Absolutely. I love that they, there are some times, like, especially when we get to the town, and you mentioned in the notes, like, when we're on the pirate ship, and there's no backdrop, and so it's just kind of like, where are we? Yeah. And there's no backdrop in the town either, so it looks like a movie set. Yeah. But other than that, it looks great. Right, like, just have put in, like, the water. 
in the background yeah. would have been fine. Put in some sky. Yeah. Make a better backdrop so that it looks like they are somewhere. That's it. I mean, that's the only thing that maybe they could have done digitally now. Yeah. Is, you know, put in some, so it looks like it's going on for forever when you don't yeah in a lot. But it looks so good. Like we were saying, like the compass rose being in the ocean, you know, to give it yeah. that cartoony, you know. That's what it's supposed to feel. be. Yeah. Yes. I don't need everything to be a gritty reboot. I know. Um, so then in, that was in 2011 and 2013, he went on to say, I want to see Hook again because I so don't like that movie and I'm hoping someday I'll see it again and perhaps like some of it. And then even in 2018, in an interview he did with Empire, he said, I felt like a fish out of water making Hook. I didn't have confidence in the script. I had confidence in the first act and I had confidence in the epilogue. I didn't have confidence in the body of it. I didn't quite know what I was doing and I tried to paint over my insecurity with production value. And he had said, the more insecure I felt about it, the bigger and more colorful the sets became. Which I think is what makes it so good. Yeah, so the I, sets I are really wonderful. Don't understand I don't either. What his problem is. No. I think maybe he is just too close to it and maybe was insecure about it. Yeah. And so when critics picked up on it, he's like, oh shit. You know, like, I was worried about that and apparently it's very obvious to everybody else. I guess, but I don't understand why critics have a hard time with it either. It's, I don't either. It's meant to be super whimsical and yeah believe it's neverland you know it's this like crazy colorful what a child would imagine yeah yeah like children's stories a place where kids would want to stay kids right yeah yeah it, if it's not colorful and crazy and a little bit yeah I'm um unrealistic super glad it was not digitally done why would a child want to stay there yeah, yeah for sure absolutely so the production of it is really interesting because it went back and forth Mm -hmm. where i mean spielberg has always felt super connected to the story of peter pan he's yeah. always liked it he directed it as a child at age 11 oh, for his school cute so he's always liked it and he always wanted to make a peter pan movie yeah and i think part of the reason why he connects so much to the what you're saying like the first scene and then the epilogue is because he really felt that same connection between him and his well not even I guess disconnection between him and his father that yeah. Peter Banning has with his children, yeah. children, where he was like, I just, you know, my dad wasn't around or he was always busy or whatever. Yeah. It's like, and then I felt the same way when there would be times when I only saw my kids on the weekend because I was working so hard on movies and they would be like, Dad, come home, we miss you. And he's yeah. like, Yeah, you know, I've got all this stuff to do. So he really connected with that character. But so he started working on just some type of Peter Pan type movie in the early 80s with yeah. Disney. He was going to make one and he wanted it to be a musical. No. With Michael Jackson oh. starring as Peter Pan. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, slightly less, less weird in the 80s, but... But it would not have aged well. Yeah. Um, and Michael Jackson was very interested in the project because, as we all know, Michael Jackson is obsessed with the story of Peter Pan. Yes, as we all know. And children. <laughs> yes. But he didn't like the fact that it would be made about an adult Peter Pan. Oh, okay. But he still was on board. But then when it eventually got made and he didn't get the role mm -hmm. he pretty much thought which spielberg was like no i i never said that but he pretty much thought that spielberg had guaranteed him that role oh and so when he didn't get it he saw it as a snub and never spoke to steven spielberg again that was it damn like, they were really good friends up until this point and yeah that was it for them well better to not be friends <sighs> you know <laughs> it's true but so then the project got moved from disney to paramount mm -hmm. and a script was written by james hart who had already cast Dustin Hoffman as Captain Hook. Like, oh. He was like, this is exactly who I want in this role. Yeah. And then Spielberg's son, Max, was born in 1985. Oh, Max, and he was like, huh? you know what? I just want to stay home and be a dad. Aw. And so he quit the project. Aw. So they got a new director, 
named Nick Castle. Mm-hmm. James Hart is the one who took the script in the direction of what if Peter Pan was an adult? Mm. Because he was sitting at home with his family and his son had drawn a picture of Captain Hook and the crocodile fighting. And they asked him what it was and he explained it. But he was like, but Captain Hook didn't actually die. He got away. And they were like, oh, shit. What a cool idea. Yeah. They were sitting down to dinner and his son was like, did Peter Pan ever grow up? And he was like, no, of course not. And he said, but what if he did? Oh. And he was like, what if he did? So he started whole, writing this whole story about Peter Pan as an adult. Damn, I hope that kid got some royalties. Right? <laughs> so then he started, yeah, so he started writing it in that direction. Then they moved the picture to TriStar, who at the time was headed by Mike Metavoy, who was Steven Spielberg's first talent agent. Oh, okay. And he was like, this this has Spielberg written all over it. We need to get him back on this project. Yeah. Nick Castle, you're not fired, but they were like, we're going to let you go. Here's $500,000. Thanks for your help. All right. He, did, he had a bunch of writing, like yeah, he'd done a bunch of a lot of credits. So they yeah, were like you definitely did work on this movie. Yeah, we're giving it to Spielberg now. So they kind of bought him out, brought Spielberg back on, and so he worked with James Hart on the rewrites. He also hired Malia Scotch Marmo to rewrite Captain Hook's dialogue. Oh, okay. And hired Carrie Fisher to write all of Tinkerbell's dialogue. Oh, that's why she has all the best lines. I know. Oh, it my makes it feelings. so much cuter uh. to know that she wrote it. And it also makes more sense why she's in the movie. Yeah. I don't know why George Lucas is there. Star Wars. But then they finally put it together, made it, came out in 1991. Yeah. I love that. Um, Steven Spielberg had such a hard time working with this rebellious crew of young actors that he... So jokingly, mm. was like it made me wonder if I wanted to have any more children because <laughs> they were very hard to deal with. I feel like almost every movie that we've covered that has like a large group of kids yeah. in it, the directors are always like, <sighs> "Yeah, I wasn't going to make this it this one because they're all feral children." Yeah, like, absolutely. So they're not even well behaved. They're meant to be mm-hmm. wild, wild. So, you know, he just, he didn't particularly like it. Like I said, he still doesn't like it. But he is grateful that he did it because he and Robin Williams became really good friends because of it. Yeah. So he's happy that he did it. That's cute. So, Mm -hmm. some people who are almost in this movie. Yes. David Bowie, Christopher Lloyd, and Donald Sutherland were all considered for the role of Captain James Hook. Oh. Joseph Mazzello was considered for the role of Jack Banning. Yeah. But they were like, he's too young. Yeah. So then he was later cast in the Spielberg movie Jurassic Park. Aww. As Tim. Yeah. Spielberg's first choice for Peter Banning was Tom Hanks. Oh, no. Which I'm really glad that was not him. No. He's too young. Yeah. Because, I mean, he'd just done big, like, a couple years ago. And Tom Hanks is very baby-faced, and especially then, like, was... He would have looked way too young. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he would have done... I love Tom Hanks, but, like... Yeah, he could have acted the part, Yeah, but... but no. No. No, no, no. No, because I also assume a lot of this was ad-libbed right, right. out of Robin Williams' brain. Right. So it would have been very different. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Winona Ryder was considered for Tinkerbell. Okay, that would have been cute. Yep. Yeah. Danny DeVito and Joe Pesci were both considered for the role of Smee. How many movies have we covered that Danny DeVito was considered was for a role? Yes. It's, I feel like every movie has either been he was considered or he was in it. Yes. It's true. Yeah. The kid who does play Jack, Charlie Corsmo, is a lawyer now. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Most of the kids who are in this don't act anymore. Yeah. The only one of the Lost Boys who went on, well, Dante Bosco, who played Rufio, is still, he does a lot of acting. Yeah, he does a lot of voice work, Mostly doesn't he? Mostly voice acting. Yeah. yeah. 
He is supposed to, I don't know where they are in production, if it's still happening, but in an interview in 2020, he said that they were going to make an animated series about Rufio. Oh, cute. And he's involved in that. Yeah. So I would love to watch that. Absolutely. James Madio or Madio, I'm not mm. sure. The kid who played Don't Ask, he's the yeah. only one who is still continuously acting to this day. And it's, um, we've, you and I have probably seen him a ton of times because he's one of those, like, he's in an episode of Law and Order. Yeah. He's in an episode of he looks familiar-ish. Yeah, yeah, he's in a ton of stuff, so. Also, podcast tie-in, Arthur Mallet or Malay, the guy who plays Toodles, was also Charles Randolph in A Little Princess. Aww. I so, know. like, the the old man that lived next door? Yeah. And yeah. his son died in the war. Right, yeah. Aww. I know. Cute. So, now I have some trivia for you. I'm ready. That I will read in increasing adorableness. Yay! So the first thing, not soups cute, is that Julia Roberts was dubbed Tinker Hell. Oh no. While she was on the set of this movie, because she was incredibly difficult to work with, quote unquote. Yeah. But here's the thing. Right before they started filming this movie, Mm. she had just broken off her engagement to Kiefer Sutherland. Days before their wedding. Yeah. Because of the rumors that he was cheating on her. Oh yeah. Right. I think we talked about that. that. Yeah. So she's upset about that. How do you fuck it up with Julia Roberts? I'm saying. Because you're Kiefer Sutherland. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. My gosh. You look like that. Especially... They both look like that. I know, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he swears that it didn't happen, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she almost got fired from this project because shortly after that is when she ran away to Ireland with the other dude from the Lost Boys, oh, yeah. Jason Patrick. And Spielberg had to call her and be like, if you don't fucking get back here right now, you're off the project. And she's like, okay, sorry. Yeah. So she's upset about that. She spent most of her time in her trailer alone because all of her acting was done in front of a green screen because she's tiny. So she didn't really get to hang out with anybody. Yeah. She didn't get to be a part of the set. Her acting was all done by herself. Oh, yeah. So she's sad and alone. She just broke up with yeah. you know, her about to be husband, like not days. So that's not fair, you know? Yeah. Also, can you imagine how awkward it would be if you had broken up with Kiefer Sutherland and then you show up to set and they're like, Donald Sutherland is here to play James Hook. Oh, no. Sutherland's father. She My probably would have just quit. Almost father-in-law. She'd have been like, fucking call Winona Ryder. I don't give a shit about doing this stupid party. <laughs> so anyway, I feel bad for her. Yes. Thankfully, uh, according to an interview that I read with her, she never heard the name Tinkerhell while she was on set. So she didn't hear it until much later. So at least she didn't have to go through that of, like, knowing that people were, like, hey, Right, yeah. That would have made it. probably wasn't being that difficult. Even worse. Because Tinkerbell was often in the air, Julia Roberts had an assistant whose job, sole responsibility, was to wash her feet. Aww. Which is kind of cute. Since you see her feet so much. Yeah, the potential for seeing her feet, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of cute, but it's also made slightly strange by the fact that Tinkerbell, like, originally had a way more elaborate costume, mm. but then they cut it down to, like, a super simple tomboyish look, because yeah. Julia Roberts herself insisted that Tinkerbell be barefoot. 
I think she just wanted somebody to wash her feet. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And that's fair. She'd been through a lot. Exactly. She deserves that. She does deserve it. She deserves to be pampered. Another tiny little adorable fact just from a person that we love. V. Neal was her makeup artist. Oh, hooray. I know. Carrie Fisher wrote her lines. V. Neal did all of her makeup. Oh, what a good character. She's great. Tinker Hell. Hell yeah. Tinker Hell. <laughs> uh, the word bangerang is actually Jamaican slang for uproar, disorder, and disturbance. Oh. Which is cute. Cute. Because they're like, be bangerang. Be obnoxious. Be a disturbance. Dustin Hoffman's three children are in the movie. Oh. All at some point. Yeah. His youngest son, Max Hoffman, plays five-year-old Peter Pan when he first, like, flies up to the window and sees that his parents have rejected him. His daughter, Rebecca Hoffman, played Jane in the play at the beginning of the movie, Uh and his eldest son is one of the little leaguers on Jack's team. Cute. Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams' stunt doubles were both named Keith. Oh. So Spielberg would be like, Keith, come to the set, and they would both show up. So eventually Dustin Hoffman's stunt double changed his name to Kifo. Okay. To help alleviate that. You just go by your last name or something, but... Right. Middle name. Uh, sometimes Bob Hoskins would alleviate stress on set by singing Lionel Richie's Hello, but saying, Hello, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. I know. Now I will always sing it that way. Now I have even more adorable trivia. Oh no. This is the cutest of the cute. I'm ready. In an interview with Playboy in 2004, Dustin Hoffman says that he and Bob Hoskins had an aha moment where they realized that Hook and Smee were gay and in love. And so he was like, from now on, we're going to play them like a couple of old queens. Yes! He says, he says, we did it that way because we felt that J.M. Barry, that's the way he wrote them. Yeah. So we were trying to stay true to his character. Yeah. He says, Bob and I were rehearsing and suddenly we looked at each other and realized it at the same time. We said, these guys are gay. And it was fun. Suddenly we rehearsed it that way. Get over here, Smee. Give me a foot massage. We went to Spielberg and he said, this is a kid's movie. And suddenly it made all the sense in the world. They were really good friends. They lived on a ship. They were devoted to each other. Mm-hmm. It's just, it makes it that much cuter. Yes. When he like kisses him on the face or he's just like, what would the world be without Captain James? Just, right. Yeah. He's always doting on him. Let me fix you a plate. Yes. And that <laughs> also makes sense more a little bit why he's eating his food. Because yeah. he's just like, what's yours food. is mine and what's right. mine is yours. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's so cute. The point where Too Small looks at Peter and says, Welcome back to Neverland, Pan the Man. You can see Robin Williams mouthing the lines to remind him what his line was. My heart. I know. (laughs) And then my last and possibly favorite, it's hard to pick a favorite, but this is one of my favorite pieces of trivia. Yes, do tell. Is um, James Medeo, Don't Ask. His character didn't have a name when they began filming. Yeah. And he wanted to know what it was. And he was like, I'm the lost boy. I need a name. What is it? He kept bugging Steven Spielberg about it. What's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Yeah. He didn't have one. He was like, leave me alone. And one day he finally was like, hey, what's my name? And Steven Spielberg said, don't ask. And he said, okay. And ran with it. And so he's like, that's my name now. It's don't ask. Which I love. It reminds me of Space Jam where the girl was like, it's up in the air. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's the title of the movie? Up in the air. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. What's my name? Don't ask. That's his name! (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. Yep. I love that he ran with it and that the other Lost Boys ran with it. (sighs) This whole stupid movie is so fucking cute. It is. And I love it. It is very cute. Uh, There is a deleted scene that I'm not even going to describe. You just go watch it because it's cute. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, him introducing the Lost Boys. And then there's a couple... We'll link this article, too, where they did a 25-year anniversary, and they're all wearing their outfits. Uh, Yeah. That's so sweet. It is. It's very sweet. Especially because Dante Bosco is, like, five foot six. Yeah. And so all the Lost Boys are, like, taller than he is now. Aww. Yeah. It's just very good. Um, 
sweet. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Uh, this is very long. I bet. But I have so much to talk about. Yeah. So many things to say about this It's movie. a really long movie, too. It's almost two and a half hours long. It is. Yeah. So, I mean, just going through it took a long time, but then all the... all the There's a lot of fun trivia, too, and to we're not going to deprive you of that. Absolutely You not. can listen to this in chunks. Deal with it. Exactly. I didn't even touch on any of the, like, Peter Pan, any of that. Oh, like, like the, the lore? The actual story. Because I figured yeah. we'll cover Disney's Peter Pan at some point, too. Probably. So we can talk about J.M. Barry then. But yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. But... This movie is good. Roger Ebert can go soak his head because he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> it's incredible. It looks good. Steven Spielberg, shut up. Yeah, don't worry about it, it buddy. It's great. It's great. Everybody loves it. You did great. The love. It is and a classic. 30 years old. God. <laughs> I'm so old. Yeah. Yeah. God. You know what? I just remembered, speaking of being old, the other day. What? I started playing music when I was 14. Oh, wow. I'm almost 34. Oh, boy. 20 years? I know. When you I should be a lot like, better. Oh, I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that for 20 years. Off and on. You know. uh, Yoga master. Two years. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to get up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there will get those references. <laughs> it's true. All right. Let's get out of here. Tell the people where they can find us. Yes. Happy Robin Williams month. Part one. Part one. If you want to listen to our other episodes, you can go check them out on Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Wherever you're listening to this one, you clearly found it. But, you know, proud of you. Doing great. If you want to come talk to us, you can do that on Instagram or Tumblr at Replay Rewind Podcast. You can send us an email at replayrewindpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at replayrewindpod. If you have the ability to like, subscribe, review, share our episodes our social media please do that that helps us get the word out because we're still a little tiny podcast hanging out in a garage yeah and you do you got friends me tell them about it i don't have any friends oh oh the the audience right right you clearly have the ability to your friends tell them yeah (laughs) you can also find bonus episodes on patreon at patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast we have shit on there so much shit so much much bonus stuff yeah cover movies that fit the timeline but not the children's genre we rewrite movies we mash up movies we do deep dives into things Mm -hmm. this month will be a deep dive into robin williams so if you're curious hop on over to patreon and subscribe yeah we'll shout out your name on the show we'll send you a sticker it's great it's a good time just for more of this in the meantime stay fresh cheese bags and don't forget to reduce reuse recycle replay and rewind and remember that you're Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs>